What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I have my partner in crime, my co-host, the Bearded Nerd. What's up, Zach? Hey, I'm fine. I'm glad we finally got to sit back down together. Hey, I'm, we got a we had a nice little chat I this miss week. You. We did. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk. You know, you, I got to catch up with Joe. Got to catch up with you. That was nice. And now here we are getting to record. And tonight we have a very special guest. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on his show recently. He is a world-renowned famous YouTuber. He is a triple a top rated ebay seller and he's the host of the playstation collectors podcast is figsy what's up brother hey Jarrell. thanks for having me on the show i'm really glad to be here man i'm glad i'm glad that uh that uh i was able to do y'all show and then have you on and then i'm gonna have will on i'm gonna have you guys off at the same time so you guys can talk crap about the other guy and no one will know (laughs) so but no i had had an absolute blast on your show a few weeks ago you guys if you're listening to this go check out the playstation collectors podcast you guys are doing something super super fun and interesting over there you guys are bringing so here on the loot bros podcast we attract a lot of the top trophy and achievement hunters um for a long time from australia uh, one of our co-hosts was, is he's the number one uh, achieve, I mean, excuse me, trophy hunter in Australia, and he brought over a lot of that. We were already trophy centric, you know. Like I've always hunted platinums and spam games and all that good stuff, but he really took it to a next level. So we have a lot of completionists in our group, and we have a lot of people who who play for trophies and stuff. But I don't know that we have a lot of physical collectors. We have people like me who kind of dabble one foot in, one foot out. Like, you know, uh, you're catch and release type. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll catch uh, I'll catch two or three hundred and then I'm going to have to start letting them go. And then, I, you know, discovering y'all's podcast, it's like, oh, man, there are some crazies out there going for full sets, full completion in real life on these games. And I love it i think it is awesome what you guys are doing is the lord's work and i had a blast being on the show man so i'm really stoked to have you here with us tonight so it's been um really fun what we've been doing i've um yeah i've started a facebook group back in 2015 called playstation free collectors and it just attracted really hardcore collectors a lot of people going for full sets and this really big community started within facebook and there wasn't really a podcast or youtube or anything it was always talked about amongst a few members of eventually doing a show. So most of the guests that have been on have been big collectors from the group, and it's cool to get other collectors out there like yourself and just talk about PlayStation collecting in general. It's been really fun. It's awesome. It's very insightful for me too because like, I don't really have like any clear direction on what I'm doing. Okay. Like depending on the temperature of the day, depends on which, uh, what I'm collecting and how rabid I am towards it. So like for the most part, Vita is a mainstay. Horror games are a mainstay. PSP is up there. And then PS3, I'm kind of, kind of leaning into it, but, but I could go really hard for a little while and then bounce off of that and collect something completely different. Like I'm not going to go, it's like, oh man, I might see like a couple sixty, eighty dollar Vita games. I'm like, oh well, I'm not spending that money on it. I'll wait till I find it for cheaper. I'm gonna go over here and spend money on these games, and then I'll kind of build up this collection, and then I'll build things up, build it up, build it up, and then I'll sell a few hundred, then I'll build it up, build it up, or trade it off for other stuff. So, man, went I, on a switch spree for a while. I did. I got like, <laughs> I did. Well, it was just kind of one of those things to where, yeah, you know, when you 
You know how when you're riding down the road and you're like, oh man, I really want a Toyota. Then all of a sudden, all you see is Toyotas. So I had this little bug in me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play the Switch. I'm going to make myself play the Switch. I'm going to invest in Switch because Switch games hold their value pretty good. And I imagine one day there's games that hold their value now are going to be even more expensive. So I'm like, I'm going to start buying Switch stuff. So I ended up picking up around 30 or so Switch games very, very quickly for really no money. And, you know, Switch games, I'm not finding those for a dollar or two dollars or five dollars in the wild. That's more of like your, you know, 10 plus dollars just kind of how i find switch stuff so if i find if or if i can make a deal and get three or four or five switch games you know what i'm saying for less than 10 bucks i'm like let's go and uh and so i started that for a little while but then it's like the well dried up around here like it's just i don't see them and then the ones i see I either already have or they're, they're they're more expensive and so then i just pivot i'm just like oh, okay but i did end up buying i bought a switch light and then the animal crossing switch and oh, then the nice. store, the local game store that I've been really, really like telling everyone about, it's called Overstock Collectibles. And this one reseller in the, in, in the area, she just sold them every single uh, variant, every single Switch, every collector's console, everything. They have every one of them. It's crazy. So... They, she just brought in, so I brought in a bunch of stuff. That you're, this next video I'm launching on the Resident Daryl YouTube channel, I'm working on the video editing it right now. It should be out tomorrow as the time of recording. When you're listening to this, it would have come out this past Friday. But I dropped off a whole bunch of stuff to sell to the store. And I was like, hey, man, like they're like, oh, it's going to take a day or two, whatever. It ended up taking almost a week. I was like, what's going on? And they're like, dude, this same lady who sold us all the Switch stuff brought in a thousand games right before you walked in like sealed 3ds games no joke a thousand oh those poor employees yeah dude he it, it's so funny because the guy he sent me a picture i'll 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 send it to you here in just a second uh, of the room he's like hey man i got all your stuff done i was like oh cool i'll be by there tomorrow but he's like yeah he is this is what i'm working on right now he's like it's crazy and like i said a lot of it's like you know some of these games are a few hundred bucks a piece but they, she dropped off a freaking G on them. So I was like, man, that's pretty crazy. Send it to you right now, Zach. I'm getting ready to send it to you, Figzy. So, but but uh, with all of that being said, Figzy, we're got, glad to have you, Zach. I'm glad you, that you're here tonight. Oh, we yeah. like to start our show off with a toast. So we typically toast our Patreon producers. And for the month of March, we have Sadik, MZ Nitro, and we have My Name is Mayo. But I'm also going to give a special toast to you, Figzy, for coming on the show. Gosh, yes. I already finished my coffee and I put it away, so I can't, can't join this. It's all good, man, because I'll drink one for you. It's so funny because I have this uh, good friend, and you guys that listen to the podcast know that I've been doing a bunch of stuff with Dan Evans. And um, he is a comic book writer. He's a video game dev. He's a musician, all this stuff. Figzy, I just sent you that picture on Discord. Uh, but he, oh, wow. he, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he was telling me, he said, dude, I've been listening to your show for a while. He goes, and I always hear you slurping drinks. And then, of course, once I started recording with him, he saw that it was always some sort of energy drink. He said, I thought you were just getting like hammered on the show every week. <laughs> I was like, I went, no, nah, man, just uh, Daryl don't drink. It really used to buzzed. be. Yeah, I know. Right. It used to be um, Sp- Diet Coke with Splenda. 
but since the pandemic, they don't make, there's no one. No yeah, I remember it. that. I remember that. <laughs> I broke my heart, dude. I remember I found it when a random Publix in, in town one day and I bought them up, but then that was it. Well, you can't, you, you can't even have soda right now. So, hey, no, I can't. I'm not supposed to have monster either. That's why I'm drinking Celsius. I'm drinking Mio. That's one of the worst things when you drink a unique drink and they take it off the market. It's one of the right, best feelings dude. ever. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So, all right. What we're going to do uh, before we get into what we're playing is, Figsy, I want you to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, what you do. I mean, I know I gave you like a comical intro, uh, hyperinflating how successful and great you are. Um, but, you know, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then then you can tell us you know, what you've been playing. Yeah, thanks, Daryl. Um, so I'm Figsy. I've been collecting games for about 10 years now, pretty pretty seriously, um, in particular PlayStation games. I decided a long time ago to go for a full PS3 set, which I've since completed, um, completed in 2019. And um, I think the collection's sitting around 4,500 games today. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, fast forward a few years, um, I started streaming on Twitch. That got me making videos on YouTube. And then I got into making videos about my collection um, to the point where the videos are doing pretty well. Um, I started selling some things on YouTube and making videos about that. And then that turned into me leaving a regular nine to five job. And I started working at a pawn shop and I was running their eBay store. And I did that for about 12 months, learned really good experience doing that. And while I was doing that, I was running my own eBay store, doing quite well. And I got to the point where I decided I don't need to be working anymore. I should just focus on myself. Um, so last July, I left my job and went full-time doing um, predominantly um, eBay with YouTube on the side. And um, we started doing the podcast and yeah, fast forward to today, things are going really awesome. Absolutely love life. Work for myself from home, do eBay full time. Uh, still collecting games. Got the podcast we do once a week, and um, yeah, that's that's me. Thanks, Darren. This man's living the dream. Yeah, Zach. he's got, living our dream. I got a question for you about that. Do you think that your success um, in content creation actually aids in your eBay selling and your reselling? Uh, that's an interesting question. So I don't really make money on YouTube. Um, when I say that, I, I might make $100 a month, but, you know, you're not living on $100 a month. But I, I think you're right in the sense that um, people that watch my channel turn into customers. Uh, I sell a lot of stuff privately where you take away the eBay fees and things like that. Um, and I would probably say it would count for 10 to 15% of my total sales, which, you know, in those weeks where you're having bad weeks, that can get me through, and it certainly has. So I would say that's definitely helped in um, in my success to get to where I am. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. So, dude, it's it's crazy. I got into selling. I know my audience is probably sick and tired of hearing it, but I've since I've, I got into the mortgage business last July. About the same time you start working for yourself, I jumped into the mortgage business full time and then the market crashed. And so I was pretty good up until the end of the year. And then I, my all of my pipeline kind of like, oh, we're running, running low, running low. <laughs> now I'm like down to like a closing here and there. And so um, it's, you know, 
I'm surviving, but reselling has become kind of the thing that keeps it going. You know, it's like, uh, oh man, I, I got one big check in January, but I had zero closings in February. So aside from my wife's salary, we lived off of my reselling. So I really had to kind of put my you know, nose to the ground and it's like, all right, man, I got to really get this stuff out of here. And it, there's some weeks, man, where you're like, oh, dude, this is awesome. I'm doing great. And then there's some weeks where it's like, oh my gosh, will somebody buy something? <laughs> so it's definitely, uh, it's been, it's been interesting, but I've really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I started listening to you guys a few months back and it's like, man, you mentioned reselling on eBay. And then you mentioned, you know, saying doing the Twitch stuff. And I've been, you know, listening to the podcast just through Spotify. Um, which is funny when, when meme time comes around because I'm like, ah, I uh, think I know them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to try to imagine them. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the memes. Um, but you know, it's uh which by the way, listeners, meme time is a segment they do where they read out a funny meme that's going around, typically gaming related, but uh it's really funny because sometimes I'll recognize them. Sometimes I'm like, I'll do, I saw that one. Sometimes I'm like, what, what the freak is Will talking about? Some of them about? Will make himself. So he's, he's pretty good <laughs> yeah. like that. Now, see, I make a lot of memes personally as well. So yeah, I totally, I totally dig that. Um, but all that being said, I was listening to your story, just episode after episode, you kind of drop a little nugget here and there. I'm like, I got to get this freaking dude on my show, man, because that's like, he's doing what I want to do, man. So that's pretty, pretty awesome to have you on. All that aside. What have you been playing? Um, so lately, we've actually been playing um, games with Will. Um, we've been chatting about playing a game together for weeks now. Um, we've got a little group on uh, Messenger of like um, podcast hosts and people that do work behind the scenes for the show, and we're like, let's play a game together. Uh, so Will was very amped that they didn't want to play Stardew Valley, and all of us wanted to play Stardew Valley. So we've got him in. We've been playing Stardew Valley. That's funny. Uh, I've probably got a thousand hours in the game, so I, I know the ins and outs. But um, yeah, it's been heaps of fun just playing together. It's been an absolute blast. Um, and then I've been picking up my Switch and playing my old file that I've got hundreds of hours into doing endgame stuff. But on top of that, um, FIFA is my other game I've been playing. I like to um, play that casually. Um, yeah, I'm actually playing Legendary Difficulty for the first time uh, in like 15 years of playing FIFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try and up the difficulty every couple of years. So um, yeah, I've been having heaps of fun doing that. But um, yeah, that's all the games I'm playing at the moment. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Zach? What you got going on? Uh, well, we discussed it the other day, but I haven't had too terribly much time to play games. Life's been really kicking all of us in the nads this year so far. Um, but I, right now I'm playing team fight tactics. Uh, it's like a little auto chess game. It's nice. I've been, all I play is ranked when I play stuff like that. It's, there's no point in that. You get better by playing against people that know what they're doing. Um, been playing Hogwarts legacy when I can. Uh, I'm about from the last... Yep, from the last time we talked, I was only nine hours, and I'm now I've got to put four more hours into it. Thankfully, so I'm about thirteen hours into the game. I'm I'm gonna go for the for the thousand G's for the big old completion on that one. Um, and then just random matches of Call of Duty here and there. When I get fifteen minutes to sit down, and I'm like, cool, I'm just gonna play two games of Call of Duty and go to bed. Sweet, nice. sweet, sweet. Well, I am chipping away at um, South Park Stick of Truth. That was one of my pledge games from our Patreon. And I've that's about the majority of what I've played the past week. Um, I've 
been doing all kinds of side missions. Uh, I don't really know percentage wise how far I am into it. I'm actually looking at the menu now. I don't know that it's got like a how much you've got done. Um, but I, I don't think I'm all that far. I've just been kind of going around unlocking things and uh, doing some side missions. Um, <laughs> the man bear pig is really funny. I forgot all about that. <laughs> man bear pig. Um, but I've been I'm playing that. I've been playing a little bit of um, Modern Warfare 2, the most recent Call of Duty. The campaign is absolutely stellar. It's so good. Uh, I think it is freaking awesome. And just picked up. I'm going to lean over. I got a little bit of a crick in my neck, but I'm, I'm going to show you this. Grandpa. What? <laughs> my day, Zach. So I picked up an entire bin of these Lego Dimensions characters, right? Oh, nice. These are all separated. And I picked up, this is what I, some of my pickups for today. I, I haven't even posted them in the group yet, but the Simpsons level and characters still in the box. Wizard of Oz characters still in the box. I don't know if they're worth anything yet. I haven't looked them up. But my son said he wanted to play Lego Dimensions. So I go digging out all our crap. I can't find half of it. I found a lot of the portals. He's already disassembled all the figures we had. So I, I'm watching one of my favorite resellers on YouTube. Okay, He's local here in South Carolina. And he said he goes into a thrift store and he's like, hey, there's a rock band drum set here. He goes, we just sold. And he showed in the video where he packaged and shipped out the foot pedal for like 30 bucks plus shipping. And he goes, you know what? I don't want to buy the whole thing and sell the whole thing. He goes, and we just sold the foot pedal. I feel bad about taking it. I'm going to leave that here for the next guy. Guess who the next guy was? I watched the video while I was getting my day started at my desk. <laughs> And my daughter, excuse me, <laughs> my daughter was out of work. I mean, I had a school that day. I was like, hey, get in the vehicle. Let's go. So we drove across town to this thrift store. I walk in because he posted the video that morning. He recorded it a day or two prior. Sure enough, it's still sitting there. I go in there and I've bought the frigging drum set. And my brother, he's been really building up his rock band kit or whatever, his rock band set. And so this foot pedal is better than the one for the last kit that I bought and gave him. Right. Well, technically he bought it off of me for what I paid for it. So I was like, dude, I got a better kit with a better kick pedal. You know, do you want it? He's like, absolutely. So he was like, dude, I've been thinking about selling all my Lego dimension stuff. And I was like, well, dude, I'm actually in the market to buy it. I was like, what do you want for it? He goes, well, how about give me the drum set? I was like, done, son. So I go to my <laughs> brother's house and pick up all this stuff. And I've got multiple Ziploc bags of this many figures right here or more. So you're talking three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18. I've probably got... 36 or so more um, figures over there, plus all the stuff in the box. I say all that to say this. So my son was like, dad, can tomorrow we got some stuff going on and my wife's got to take the kids to get their eyes and stuff checked out. Like get a, you know, new glasses and stuff for my oldest. He's like, dad, go ahead and put the disc in tonight while you're recording. And then tomorrow when I got to school, we can just play Lego Dimensions, and you know, we got all we got the portal all built up and set up and everything. So, I'm pretty excited about jumping into that with him because that's a game that I invested in heavy when it came out, but I never played it because it was another Lego game, and we had already beaten like two or three, and then by then he was burnt out, and I was like, I don't really want to do this. But now all of a sudden, he's like, Let's go! So I made him right, earlier whenever we were getting ready to get started. My wife was in here, and I made him commit to me in front of my wife that he's going to play and beat this game with me. Nice. So we're going, we're going all in in Lego Dimensions tomorrow. So 
we'll see how long it lasts. But for me, Call of Duty and South Park, that's really been it. And then I've been chipping away at um, One Piece Pirate Warriors on the Vita. The game is still awesome. I'm in the second set of missions. Uh, it's a Musou game. Uh, Figsy, I don't know if you ever played any of the One Piece Pirate Warrior games. Uh, this is my first one. Um, it's like Dynasty Warriors, but with One Piece characters in it. And uh, it's it's a fun game. I know. I think you said you don't have a Vita and you've never played anything on Vita before? Uh, I've never owned a Vita. Gotcha. I, my intentions back in the day was to get a boxed one cheap, but you know how Vita collecting went. <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean, I've got two boxed ones. I've got I've got seven total, I think. Uh, yep, seven still people. won't send me one. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't do that. I'll tell you what, I did consider sending you one that you'd have to do some work to. I mean, I've got, I don't care. I, st- I still got a Resident Evil and a God of War PlayStation 2 black label for you. So Yeah, I, I, might, I might do that. I might, I might actually... I might send you one. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's got some drift in one of the sticks, so you probably need to replace the stick. And it's like it, this dude had two of them. I, I know I've told the story before, but he he stuck them in his book bag when he went to college. He had two of them, and he just throw them in his backpack. And then in between classes and stuff, he'll play it. So it's like super beat up. But I traded him a couple of video games for both of them. So, I, but they're the white OLEDs, so I had to have them just because the white one was more rare than the rest. That was the Assassin's Creed bundle. And they're the OLED screens. And these things can be modded so easy right now, dude. It's like ridiculous. They can you can jailbreak them easy now. Not that I know that, um, even though they're special editions, you know, he just loved them for what they were and didn't care. Oh my gosh, dude. I've got a bin of them over here. That maybe maybe one day we'll do a Vita special and I'll just break my collection out and show everybody because I've got I've got a f- several of them and I, I'm always buying Vita. Like that's one I'll probably eventually not make a house payment. So I can buy a Vita. I'm just uh, I mean, and and in all fairness, though, I'm I'm pretty low on our uh, on our trophy looting competition. If I had a Vita, I might earn some trophies. You know what? You say <laughs> that, but I don't believe you because every time you tell us you're going to do a trophy something, you don't. Actually, in all fairness, my uh, my switch is now missing the right Joy-Con, so it's kind of. Kind of don't want to sit in my my chair and watch TV <laughs> with my wife and play with a uh, wireless controller with my switch in my lap. It's not yeah. as fun. Yeah, it is not it the same. It feels weird. Time. It it's it does. Weird yeah, like, what am yeah, I it is weird. You're right because you got the little screen right there. And you're like, why am I doing this? I feel like I should just. Yeah, I've got. Um, oh, you know what? You said which Joy-Con are you missing? The right one. You said you have a left. We talked about it already. You know what? I also have. A right. I one. have these yellow ones. I'm not using. Oh. One of them's got stick drift. I think the left one has stick drift on this one. And you said you need the right. Mm-hmm. That could be a mm. pen. There, <laughs> there you go. Hey, 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 hey. You know what? Mm. We'll talk after the show. I see. That's the thing. <laughs> I've got stuff everywhere. I don't even know what I have. I've got so much crap. And you just, you, we talked yesterday and I didn't think about that one. And then I'm like, oh yeah, wait a second. I got, I got you. I got you, dog. All right. So we've already talked about what we've been playing. Uh, Zach, are you going to bring up our leaderboards? I sure can. All right. I got the backlog beat down going on right here. So, uh, Figsy, something that we do each and every week here on the Loot Bros podcast is we read out two different um, community event-based setups we have. We have have custom leaderboards on truetrophies.com and trueachievements.com. And we have what we call the backlog beat down this year. It's called Back for Blood. This is the fourth year we've done it, but essentially we have a year-long community event that we do where all you have to do to participate is beat your games. All you got to do is beat them. So if it's a game that came out in 2023 and you beat that game this year, that is one point. 
If you 100% or platinum that game, you get an additional point. So that'd be two points total. Now, because it's a backlog beatdown competition and we want people to beat their old games that they already own, especially you collectors out there, anything that came out before 2023, so 2023 and 2022 and before, that is an additional point. Okay, so that could be a potential three points. What makes this year special and different than any other year is that we have created a list. We call it the list, and there's 101 games on this list. All right. If you pick a game on the list, a game that one of us co-hosts that put this whole thing together, a game that we picked, it is an additional set of points. So for beating it and for 100%ing it, you can make up to 10 points if you platinum a game that I put on the list or that Zach put on the list. So we have this really awesome spreadsheet that one of our co-hosts husband created for us. And what we do each and every week is we read the updates on how the points are rolling out for this year. And it's crazy. It, this year's scores are already catching up with last year's totals. Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I want to get involved. So, this sounds fun. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll totally add you to it. So uh, I'm styling on you, bro. Oh, let me let me back up real fast. The, the way that you claim your points, okay, for those of you guys who are new to the show, is you go into the Discord, you go into the Facebook group. We have a Facebook group specifically for the Backlog Beatdown, and we have a section in the Discord specifically for the Backlog Beatdown. But you can go in the Loot Bros Podcast group and post it using the hashtag BLB Back for Blood. And then you just post a screenshot of your credits, your trophy stamps, whatever evidence you have that you beat the game, okay? So, for example, let's say you're playing Hogwarts Legacy and you post the end credits on there, okay? We'll go in there. We can put that into the spreadsheet and give you your points. And it'll automatically, automatically populate on our scoreboard, right? Let's say you didn't take a screenshot of the credits, but you send us your trophy stamp. And the trophy stamp will tell us, hey, you know what? This is when you beat it. This is legit. It's on his profile. And we do have an auditor. We call him the commissioner. And he goes in and checks out all this stuff. And there are some little more specific rules. The games have to be at least one hour long to count. So no one can go burn through all these spam games. Because trust me, one year we were burning through some spam games. All right. And then in order for the platinum or 100% to count, the game has to be at least a five hour long completion. Okay. So none of these cheapy, you know, one hour, two hour visual novels to get all these extra points. All right. That being said, I'm styling on your bros in first place with 94 points. We got Duplex tied for second with Redbeard Rick with 38 points each. Uh, we've got Diego with 31, Gaz Davis with 25, Sadik with 22, Resident Daryl with 20. I yield to no one with 17. We have Departed 570 with 16 points. We have the Commissioner JT with 15. We have Alex and CJ tied with 14. Uh, we got John Michael Smart, which I don't know why I didn't update his name because I changed his name in the system. But uh, I changed it to his his uh, Trying Casually gaming channel. Uh, but he's got 13. Kali's got 13. Dino Killer's got 12. Jared has 8. Um, Zach has 8. James the Nerd has seven. MZ has three. Sid has three. Uh, Haley Pickle has two. And Noah the Builder has two. So that is our weekly update for the Backlog Beatdown. Some weeks these numbers shoot up. It's pretty wild. Um, I'm Style on Your Bro is definitely one of the most consistent gamers that we have in the group, knocking out steady, not just 
regular games too. This is a completionist who completes simulator games. Like he's oh, the sultan of simulation. He has yes. problems. He, he's something. That's his problem is his brain works on a different level than ours. <laughs> his, yeah, pro- uh-huh. <laughs> his problem is his commitment. He is laser focused. He's not like us. He ain't built like us. He's built different. <laughs> he's built like something. He's I was going built- for the um, platinum one of those games. It was. Forestry 2017, and I had all the trophies but one, and I'm like, can't get this last trophy. So, you know, you, you go and look it up because I start trying mm-hmm. to do things myself. All right, this trophy has 0.00%. It's glitched out, and the developers have stopped working on the game. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I was working on the platinum trophy for one of the more rare PS4 games, Godzilla. Yep. And I worked poor, on it and worked on man. it and worked on it. Oh, I was so heartbroken when I found out it had glitch trophies. So I, I'd end up not doing it. I'd end up giving up, which it's not hard for me to give up, but I only got, <laughs> it's really not. I only got 17 out of 45 trophies, which is not very much. But once I started reading that there were like glitches, especially at the time frame that I was going for it, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be bothered to do this. Now that people do have the platinum in this, it's super rare. Um, there's only 588 people who have the platinum, so not not very many people have the platinum. But definitely, I wasn't. Some of the things that I was working on, some of the things that I did, um, didn't work. They didn't pop the trophies, so I was like, nope, I'm out. 100, <laughs> percent I'm out of here. So, all right, Zach, you got our leaderboards? I sure do. So, starting off with the true trophies leaderboard this week. Uh, shout out to everybody that participated and played some PlayStation games. We got. Trophies all the way down to 15th place, but in first place, we got the affectatious donk himself playing some Hogwarts Legacy. He's got 87 trophies this week. Mm, that's a light uh, week for him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Meese Goats a lot with 49 trophies in second place. He's also Killing playing it. Hogwarts Legacy. Good old Redbeard Rick in third place with 43 trophies playing his last trophies in Sky Hill. Uh, Mr. T. Tam. That's Mr. With Matt spelled backwards. Mr. Matt, yep. Mr. Matt with 41 trophies this week. Uh, his last trophies in Concrete, Genie. And good old Gaz Davis 11 in fifth place this week with 34 trophies. His last one is in Geometric Sniper, which is probably the platinum just got. Yep, yep, yep. Which I have not updated that on the backlog beatdown because that came in. Slacker. Kind of late. Eh, it'd be aight. We'll get it next week. He, uh, uh, one other thing that we do here on the Loot Bros podcast is Gaz hosts a rarity event, a rare, rare trophy and completion event. And uh, he gives us updates each and every week. And those, those are awesome. Zach, I don't know if you listen to those each and every week, but I do. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard him talk a lot of mad shit. Talking junk, man. One plat, Zach. <laughs> yep. And my my only plats, and my name is Mayo. Hey, that's all you need. That's all. That's that's all you need. That's, I would argue that's the best plat to have. Personally, uh, I did it just to make you happy. Uh, hey, my baby boy. That's so. the one plat I regret getting because all my other ones I'm proud of. <laughs> Oh, I love that one, dude. I I've platinumed all three. I platinumed it on Vita. I would if they make a My Name Is Mayo game every year, I'll platinum it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. It, just for the lulls. So it's fo- so funny because I posted in some of the uh, in the PS3 Ain't Dead group and the Gamers Over Thirty group and all these different groups, the Loot Bros group, all that stuff. But I picked up a handful of games this past week in the wild, and I had them all laid out. And I said one of these is responsible for me launching the Loot Bros podcast. 
And it was uh, two different Battlefield games. So it was Battlefield, Bad Company. It was uh, Battlefield 3. Both were the, quote, limited editions, which if you look at those up on price charting, they're actually worth less than the uh, than other versions of the game. Uh, but I, I posted those, and I posted, you know, um, there was like a Need for Speed game, and then it was Hannah Montana. I think I had one more in there. Yeah, uh, Hawks 2. Tony, uh, Tom Clancy's Hawks 2. Uh, and I also had Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, the limited edition. Uh, but I, and I posted in all these groups and immediately everyone was like, yeah, Hannah Montana, of course, <laughs> which is funny because it wasn't intentional that my pickups were like, one of these is not like the others, <laughs> but it's just the way it worked out. I was at my favorite game store when they have a five for 20 rack and they had Hannah Montana on there for, you know, part of the five for 20. <laughs> So I picked up the two versions of Battlefield that I didn't have. I picked up Hawks, Tony Hawk. I mean, uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted because that was also the limited edition. Didn't have that one. Uh, I had the regular version. And then Hannah Montana. I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> so freaking good. So You have some um, problems, sir. That's all I got to say. You we know what? We're like your man cod. Dude, that's so funny. When I heard y'all say that on the show, I was like, oh, yeah. I definitely can get mine revoked real quick because I've yep. got the platinum in that. I've got the platinum in Hannah Montana. I've got the platinum in uh, Barbie's and her sister Puppy Rescue. I've got the platinum in um, what was that? Um, this was my 69th platinum. And we had a listener of the show, longtime listener of the show, um, you know, my good friend, uh, Jared. And he was like, for our 69th platinum, so I don't know if he proposed the idea or I proposed the idea, but basically it was like, we should play some pervy anime game. And I'm like, I'm not playing pervy anime games. It's not doing it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it if you do it. So we get to you know platinum's number 69 and, I, and I'm playing like uh, Senron Kagura. Well, I didn't touch the Senron games back then. Okay. But I, I, I forget what I committed to playing. But, anyways, I platinumed um, Monster High, New Ghoul. I was going to say School. Monster High. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> platinumed Monster High. Dude, he was so <laughs> aggravated with me. I was like, he's like, I'm over here playing Sin Rakagura on public transit back and forth to work every day, looking like a pervert. And you freaking played Monster High. And then, so what I would do is I was like, have you seen. Um, these the, oh, I forget her name, uh, Draculaura. I was like, Have you seen Draculaura, bro? <laughs> I've seen him pictures and gifts of Draculaura. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not much better playing Monster High in public either. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's funny. So we had a, I had a, I had a nice, nice time at, at Jared's expense. We had a, we had a, we had a good time. Nice little rivalry we got going. Um, but yeah, definitely. And the proper pronunciation is Danganronpa. Not Danganronpa, in case you guys were wondering. Oh, okay. Danganronpa, yeah. Danganronpa, that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, we do have a community question this week. Now, something... Well, hey, that, hey. What you got? I got the True Achievements leaderboard. You know, you dirty, dirty cares man. about these freaking eggs. Because it's, because it's the I'm styling on you leaderboard, you understand? And, you know and he what? deserves his time in the limelight. He's in first place this week with 9,055 achievement points. Goodness gracious. <laughs> he's, he's, he essentially got nine plats. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, you got why nine you plats. Come, you know what, Stylin? Why don't you come over? Why you waste your time with the sinking ship that's Xbox? If they don't buy Call of Duty, they're done. They're getting sold. So what are you doing? You're wasting your time. 
Just come on over here. Jimmy Ryan is nice. He is kind. <laughs> He's the Xerxes of the gaming world. And his rewards program sucks. Really? Because I'm getting mad credit on PlayStation. I don't know about y'all. But. I will give Xbox something. Um, game Pass is amazing. Yeah, thank you. If, if, if you've got a PC, you can get Game Pass for a dollar a month with vouchers and stuff. And there's everything mm-hmm. on there. Like I'm, I'm Sony through and through, but Game Pass is amazing. Yeah, when I can play Game Pass on my phone with my backbone, let's go, dude. I've got, uh, I've got one of my Bluetooth controllers over here with a OtterBox mount. I didn't know OtterBox made a cell phone mount for your Xbox controller, but it's friggin' dope and it's super heavy duty. So like, I'll lay in the bed and I'll play. You know, freaking stream Game Pass to my phone. <laughs> you know, just lay in the bed. It's cooler than the Switch, personally, because for whatever reason, I like it better. So, but even then, I don't finish Game Pass games because I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm a Sony pony. So, Got to get it done. All right. Any any other uh, freaking Xbox yes, playing video yes. games out there? Actually, Redbeard Rick made it on both of their board, leaderboards this week. He's in second place with 665 achievement points. Dang. Uh, CJ took a backseat uh on the xbox side this week but he's in third with 600 achievement points okay and then uh of course our mainstays gdi master ace is in fourth place with 585 achievement points he's been playing fallout 76 nice and right, static and static with 400 yeah no no kidding and static with 400 achievement points playing wulong fallen dynasty yeah that's that that's um one of those souls born style games that just came out but see you know what though that's another one and i would i I could rant so i'm gonna do my best to to control myself but you know what's crazy it's that you know like these people come out and they're like oh my gosh you get um you can have like all these games with game pass and all this stuff with game pass yada yada and then like their big day and date stuff either flops or it's it's buggy as crap and i was listening to some impressions from wolong and people were like man this thing just ain't right so i don't know if it's buggy or if it's just bad but i heard it i I heard it is super hard though Mm -hmm. i i i had somebody i had somebody else that was playing it uh, a friend of mine playing it and he uh he looked like he was enjoying it I think bad releases is a big problem in gaming at the moment. And it's come down to, you know, we have to have the game out by this date because we can't afford marketing for another two months. And, yep. you know, they put pressures on people to make the games faster. So, you know, they're skipping things, they're taking shortcuts. And mad respect for any game company that announces a delay because, like, they'll say, we're not ready. We're going to push this game back four months. I'm always. You know, I'll go on and I'll always put my hand in and say, no, this is a good thing because we're getting a, yeah. a fixed game. Well, you know, it, it, when, whenever we got really comfortable, and we as the general we, not we as in the we three, we got really comfortable as gamers accepting broken games. It's like, sure, yeah. ship it to me broken. I'll give you my money, and then in a year you can fix it, and then I'll be okay, whatever. And it's awful. That's it, just such a bad business. Like, we wouldn't accept that anywhere else, you know? Like I wouldn't, I don't buy a freaking car and go, ah, it doesn't have to run today. Or maybe it can run a little bit. Not great. You know, in a year when you fix it, when you make it, yeah, that's fine. I'll go ahead and keep paying for it. It's kind of frustrating, man. That like, We're just like, yeah, sure. Give me a game and it doesn't have to run. It doesn't have to work. It doesn't have to have everything on the disc. Why not? Just let me put the disc in. And then dude, speaking of call of duty, modern warfare Two, the disc, nothing on it. <laughs> you put the disc in it has the it has the worst um freaking operating system like 
it's 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 like a bad Hulu app essentially, and you have to dig through the menus because all it wants you to do is play Warzone. Just play Warzone. Just play Warzone. We just spent four hundred million dollars on this, this the production of this game, but play Warzone, this free thing or whatever. And then you have to we dig through the weeds to find the actual campaign menu. When you find the campaign menu, you go to click on it. No, sir, you got to download the campaign. When the game's put in, it doesn't prompt you to download the campaign at all. Okay. And then when you download the campaign, it says download complete whenever you go to load it. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to download pack two as well. No joke. This really freaking happened to me. I'm so aggravated. I'm like, I don't want to freaking play this game anymore because this is so stupid. And then I get going with the game and it tells you uh, there's something in there that. Cu- that cued me in might have been on the back of the box, but it says there's co-op mode. I'm like, and, there, and matter, matter of fact, the trophies say do certain things in, co- in cooperative. I was like, okay. So what I'll do is I'll try to load my son in. We'll do split screen campaign. We'll play the game together. Oh no, no, no. When you bring him in, then it prompts another download. You have to download cooperative mode because that doesn't, that doesn't come automatically. It's a separate thing. Yep. Then when you download cooperative mode, I kid you not, it grays out 90% of, of the boxes on the Hulu menu and says, you can't play this in cooperative. You can't play this in cooperative. You can't play this in cooperative. There's like, seriously, you can play Warzone in cooperative, split screen. That was it. Like, what, what the frick am I doing? It wants you to play online together. And I'm like, so I got to go buy another copy to play with him. I'm like this. This this sucks. I just I hate gaming. <laughs> the, the the better things get, the worse they get. It sucks. So I, I agree with you. And it's like I play FIFA, like I was saying before, and it's exactly the same. I play career mode myself, and they pretty much stopped working on career mode in 2012 once Ultimate Team came out because they realized they can make money. They make 90 percent of their money selling loot boxes, not day one sales. Yep. So, you know the people unless you're Playing online, spending money, competing. You know, it's not fun playing online without spending money because you're way behind everyone. <laughs> Play yeah. offline and you get a um, worse quality of the game. So it's, Isn't that crazy? I like it's to think so- that there's a lot of pushback in the community today. Um, look at games like No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk. Like Those games came out bad and the community pushed back to the point where no Man's Sky is now a working game, and I've heard Cyberpunk is as well. But like those companies lost a lot of money, and mm-hmm. you know other companies might be like, "Well, hang on, you know they lost a lot of money. Look at something like Elden Ring, where they released a working game and they're making a lot of money and got Game of the Year. Why don't we, you know, yep. push back? Like that was delayed six months. Everyone forgets that that mm-hmm. could have been a game released the year before, competing." in a completely different division for game of the year, but they went, no, we're going to push back. We'll compete against, you know, um, switch titles for the next year. We're going to release a fixed game. And it was great. Well, such a novel idea, huh, fellas? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Let's make a game. Let's make sure it it works. works. (laughs) Could you imagine this happening with books? Oh my gosh. (laughs) A book getting released. That's like half done. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dude, it's funny you say that. I've got one and this book. So again, Dan Evans, uh, one of the creators of the Godfather universe, he sent me a book by mistake. He was actually supposed to be sending me, he was sending me a bunch of action figures. Some of the really nice, um, Marvel, I mean, uh, Marvel DC multiverse, um, figures. And he accidentally sent me a book. He was sending to someone else. 
And I opened it up. I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. It, I think it's a horror book. And I opened it up, and there's so many blank pages in there. And then there's some pages with like one or two letter or one or two words. And there's some pages where like the text is just going diagonal. I was like, this is like the writings of a madman. What is this? And so I reach out to him. I'm like, hey, man, is this, is this book supposed to be blank? And he's like, dude, yeah. That was not supposed to go to you, A. But B, yeah, it's like one of my favorite, you know, it's a horror book or whatever. And I was like, I opened it up and there was nothing on the page I opened. I was like, what did you send me, a blank book? And then I flipped through it and it was like, this is crazy looking. But uh, it's so funny because that was so incredibly odd to me that that existed. And it was, of course, intentional. But like you said, like you said, you wouldn't buy a book that was missing, missing half the content. We'd freaking lose our minds. We don't buy Happy Meals and not have half the content. Uh, that's not true. I mean, yeah. I guess we buy chips. <laughs> Where's my chips? There's nothing in a chip bag. <laughs> you know, uh, you, I, I didn't get my apple slices. Yeah, I know, right? So, like, I didn't get half my bag of chips. <laughs> but you could really say anything. It'd be like buying a brand new car and it doesn't come with the tires. <laughs> The tires will be released in six months. You got to pay extra for them. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I mean, it sounds wild. stupid, but you know it's the same thing, same concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, guys. So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to pivot into some of the topics that I have for us. And the first thing I have. So, originally, I sent um, I sent stuff over to Zach. And I was like, hey, um, here's the topic I want to talk about. And I sent that over to Dan because that's what Dan and I were supposed to be talking about on a completely different episode. And I was like, oh, wait, I forgot I sent Figsy a different set of questions, a different set of things to talk about. I was trying to schedule too many episodes at one time. But fortunately, the two topics kind of coincide with each other. So I wasn't necessarily setting Zach up to fail, but you're ready to go. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the, uh, essentially the homework assignment that I gave you Figsy. And that was something that you guys said to me. You're like, Hey, when we bring a guest on the show, we do give him a homework assignment, something to talk about for us. There's usually generally like one big topic of the week and we kind of just dive into it. But since the, I want my community to know more about you and what you do, I figured I'd start with three questions, okay? And the first one, of course, this will be an easy one for you, Zach, is um, what is your favorite game of all time? You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. So um, we've already been mentioning this type of genre, and it's going to relate really well to trophy hunting. It's Dark Souls. There you go. I could have said Demon Souls or Bloodborne any day of the week. They sort of relate. And Elden Ring as well. Um, when After I finish playing Elden Ring, I might it's my favorite game of all time, but... Last failed 12 months, it's back to Dark Souls again. Um, and the one reason I picked Dark Souls over the others is I love them all, but Dark Souls I can replay and still have a really good experience. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I had, um, I've done like level one playthroughs on Dark Souls and done um, like different builds of different characters and different things like that. I find the other games, because they're more linear, it's harder to do that. Where Dark Souls, it's just so open, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, I've got the platinum in every Souls game. I absolutely love them. It's my genre. I can't wait for a new one to come out so I can experience that feeling you get playing one for the first time. I can't relate that to many other video games. I can. It's called getting kicked in the nuts. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I have beaten Bloodborne. 
I've beaten half of Dark Souls 3. Um, I turned on Demon Souls twice. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought Elden Ring. I own all the dark I own all those games. I even own the Surge, the Surge 2. I own a lot of the little, you know, Souls like games or whatever. Uh, but dude, I they're just there's something about it. It's just not for me. It's it's a combination of it being too hard and me just not quite having the time or the fortitude to just like push through. It's like, oh, I need to just learn this. I just need to learn this. I need to get kicked in the nuts a few more times and then I'll get it. Now, usually for me, it's like I'm freaking spinning my wheels here. I'm wasting my time. I'm out. But Bloodborne, I did finish. And that was that was pre a pre-rad experience. I've I've done all of them. The Surge, um, Neo, Lords of the Fallen. If there's a Souls two, yeah. type game I played, I, I think I'm addicted to the feeling of um having being able to level up and having mm-hmm. levels that are tough and like just I want to explore every little part of this level and kill every monster and there'll be a bit that's too hard and like overcoming that I'm addicted to that feeling of then progressing through. I I, I cannot replay them. I really struggle to replay these games. Um, the Souls ones I do the Platinums in, but the other ones I can't Platinum them because I don't want to play them a second time. But my mm-hmm. first playthrough, I love these games. I don't, I don't stop. I play them till the end. That's awesome. That's all. My son, he's you know he's twelve, but he's freaking he's beaten Bloodborne God, four or five times now. Uh, he's beaten Dark Souls three. He's beaten he he didn't like Elden Ring at all. Like I don't know that one didn't click for him, um, which is weird because he was he beat the Surge. I think he beat the Surge two. Um, he played Shadows of the Fallen. I think he beat a lot of those games. Um, Dark Souls remaster. He played a little bit of Demon Souls remastered. But I think he just kind of likes to get in the, in the game with his buddies and then brute force together. I don't think he enjoys, you know, doing it by himself. But any of those games that he, he can play with another person. So I played Neo for a little while. Freaking got I never made it to the first boss. I just freaking got my, <laughs> they're like getting donkey kicked in the nuts. Just crazy hard. I Neo, like, I, just, um, I was the 119th person in the world to get the platinum in Neo or something. I took right, I took right. time off work because I'm like, there's a new Souls game coming <laughs> out. I'm gonna take two weeks off. I bought it day one, and like 120 hours later and eight days later, I have the platinum trophy. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never forget that. Yeah, that was one of the best holidays I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Zach, what is your favorite game of all time? Uh, Halo 3. Everyone's heard me say it before a million times. Halo 3 through and through. Every Heck day. Yeah. Uh, it was the game that made me convert from PlayStation to Xbox. And I never looked back after that. Yep. Well, you never look forward either because there's nothing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Might even be coming to PlayStation the way it's going. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, He'll Game Pass on PlayStation, baby. Yeah, that, that's about the only way they're going to survive after this. <laughs> after after Jimmy Ryan shuts down this merger, they're done for, man. Right, man. This that's this some BS. We ain't even going to get into that. Nah, dude. I'm telling you that that's that's happening right now. Like they're going Xbox divisions getting sold if this doesn't happen. This is all they got. I'm calling it right now. I want to go ahead and put my flag in the sand. If it wow. goes, th- if it goes through, most of Xbox Studios, their staffs get nixed, and then the Call of Duty Activision teams are going to repopulate because that's a proven formula. They can put games out. If it doesn't go through, 
Game Pass is going to make one final push, and then before you know it, Sega's going to own Xbox. That's the thing about Xbox is they've got Mark, they've got PC as well. So like, like I wouldn't call myself an Xbox gamer, but I'm still playing Xbox games on my PC. Mm. I don't own an Xbox apart from testing games for eBay and things like that. Same, same. I mean, I say that I own I own tons of Xbox stuff, and I love Xbox when in, when when they hit. It's just they haven't been hitting in a while. It's kind of sad. I'm That's hopeful for the answer. new Elden, Elder Scrolls game and the new Starlink, Starfield game. I'm hopeful they're going to be great. I'm going to get them day one on PC, give them a go, which that might be a mistake getting games day one. But, you know, especially the, especially the Bethesda games. Those things <laughs> broke as freak when they first come out. But Skyrim's still buggy and glitchy. Skyrim yeah, Skyrim's offered, still amazing. It, it is exactly this. So Bethesda's buggy and glitchy formula works. It's interesting. Yeah. Like um I I played Skyrim on PS3. Like I, I put <sighs> hundreds of hours into it, and I've probably restarted that game two hundred times. I mean, Cyberpunk, the game booted me ten times. That's it. I'm not playing it again. Because I still enjoy that, that Skyrim. That's experience. a real thing, man. Like, and that's something that I think is interesting, you know, as a concept. Because everybody had such an uproar about Cyberpunk, but I'm like, y'all all love Skyrim. Y'all still buying Skyrim? Like, how's that different? Yeah. <laughs> it's there's something. Bethesda has done something to your brains. They've rewritten it. See, I'm I'm unaffected. I don't even like Bethesda. Um, I don't even like Todd Howard either. But. See, I'm I'm gonna sit back. I'm like, how are you guys like they got he's got this magic. He's like, ooh, look at me, Skyrim. <laughs> it's like look, look, Fallout 76, but Skyrim. Everybody's like, oh God, but that's so good. I'm like, what what's going on here, man? Everybody it's just broken. Cyberpunk's like, hey, I've look. never done Fallout 76 because Fallout 4 was amazing. <laughs> I started it. Uh a lot of people are enjoying 76 after the the whole uproar and stuff everyone's like oh yeah this game's actually not that bad so let's give I mean, it a shot the, the the biggest gripe is you know like if you're in the middle of doing something story related uh, you can just get randomly attacked by somebody well not that but like, it took what four years to put in npcs no they, it, it had npcs mm. that, that's interesting because I, I personally played fallout 76 and it was the experience i had i wouldn't return to it because it's it was absolutely terrible. They, they did a free to play weekend, I think, in like 2019, and I played it, and I and and I enjoyed what I played of it. I didn't have anybody interrupt me. It felt like a Fallout game. I it, it even tempted me to because they had it on sale. They're like, oh, free to play weekend, it's on sale, ten bucks. You buy the base game. Cool, bought it, ten bucks. That's good to hear. I, like, I played it. Yeah, I, I played it when it first came out, and I was like, ah, eh, this is. This is Fallout, but there was nothing. Like it was just nothing. Like wandering around, nothing. Then I found some weird scorpion thing, and that was it. But that when that game launched, it didn't have NPCs in it, and didn't have any quests or any kind of dialogue or anything like that. It was just friggin' nothing. So it would have been like we were mentioning earlier. You have to release it this date, and the developers are like, "It's not done," and they'll be like, "Well, we don't care. This is the date it's getting released." <laughs> yeah. Like, just sell them Skyrim. It'll be fine. <laughs> Give us your best content and we'll put that out as the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, hey, we how's, how's your game coming? Well, we got this vertical slice. Ah, ship it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thing, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of City Skylines, and they've just announced a trailer for City Skylines 2. 
And the trailer for City Skylines 2 is in um, Unreal Engine, Origin Engine, Unreal Engine 5 or something. Anyway, the game is going to be played in Unity. So they're not even using the same engine as the trailer, which is like, come on. <laughs> that's a bait and switch right there. So that's pretty funny. Ha got him. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll round it out. My favorite game of all time hasn't changed. Um, everything else below number one changes kind of frequently but number one resident evil 2 the og ps1 game it doesn't get better than that i i've replayed at least once a year sometimes twice uh last this past year my son and i played it together had an absolute freaking blast like it's just it's so good and it's so fun because i played with him some of the modern resident evil stuff um you know some of the the remake resident evil but then we went og resident evil 2 and even he was just like dude this one right here it's different it's good so even even my son you know really really had a good time with that one so i I think i'm going to i need to play resident evil 2 in a different state this year so i played it i played it uh i'm trying to beat resident evil 2 in every state we travel to so it's like a personal well, i'm gonna put a little pin on the map That's you, play, you play it every year anyways yeah but Matt, so we were walking through we, were, we did like a, a family walk the other day through the river walk and we were talking about going to new york at the end of the year and i said i'm gonna do a pizza tour and so i'm gonna go meet up with jared jt and tricky i was like and i'm gonna go tricky said and when i go visit him in new york we're gonna go around we're gonna get you know real pizza because I'm telling him, Brookhaven Pizza in Connecticut's the best in the world, it's hands down the best. And so uh, he was like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to get pizza." So I said, "Well, there's two things I got to do in New York when we go. I don't care what else we do." I said, "I got to beat Resident Evil Two in New York, just so I can put a little pin on my on my map." <laughs> and then I said, "I've got to go my pizza tour with my with my with my peeps." <laughs> Excuse me for a second. I just gonna let my dog out. Absolutely. Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. And then well, I'll start with you on the next question, Zach. Okay, dokie. All right. So um, this will be a two-part question, okay? Now, we've kind of briefly touched on this months and months ago uh, on the podcast when you and I first had our couple, our first couple challenges. But this one's going to be Holy Grail Games. What is a Grail game you're searching for, and what is a Grail game that you own? A uh, Grail game that I'm searching for, an affordable version of Pokemon Emerald. Okay. Uh, one that I own, my uh, my copy that Daryl got me for Christmas of the Power Rangers for the Super Nintendo. Nice. Yep, that's a game. <laughs> I was so excited to get that thing, dude. The, it's it, and it's not going anywhere. And I, I know I was talking about I'm selling my the, the, my video game stuff is staying. The collectible statues and all that stuff. I'm 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 gonna start. Filtering a lot of it out. I have a lot of extra just crap laying around that I don't need. Yeah, I get that, dude. I get that. So no, like right now, like I just picked up, and I don't even know where it's at. I picked up the one of the Destiny Collectors Editions of the flea market the other day. I've got the Call of Duty Four Collectors Edition right here that I need to, I need to take pictures and list it on eBay. Um, I've got one of my favorite statues of all time right here from the Duke Nukem Collectors Edition sits it sits on my desk this is i work with this on my desk and uh let's see i've got the um the order 1886 collector's edition the dying like two collector's edition right here so i've got them everywhere and i'm like seriously need to thin these things out well like like don't get me wrong i love my power ranger helmet and all but like my white ranger helmet i think we spent like 80 bucks on it for christmas a couple years ago 
something I wanted. And now that I'm into 3D printing, I was like, I can just make that stuff if I really want it for <laughs> yeah. a lot cheaper. And this helmet right now is going anywhere from 300 to $400 on eBay. There you go. Like, why am I, why do I have it on my shelf then? If I could, I, I just, I'll put in the sweat equity and make it if I really want to. There you or, go. Or like a pop figure. Like, do I, do I need it? No. Does it look cool? Sure. The, is it serving any purpose than gathering dust on a shelf? No. Why, why am I going to hold on to it? Well, that's a bad way to be because before you know it, you'll be selling everything. Well, be, I'm not, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not selling games. It's not that that's, we're not going there. I'm just going to keep building my collection of games up because games and physical copies of things are, you know, those last forever and those I can actually put in and utilize. I'm not going to take my, my Funko pop out of the box and play with it like a child. I mean, my I'm video like, games, I'll, I mean, no, I'm, I'm there. So you, you actually, you want to see, this is the only, this is the only pop that is out of, that is out of the box. And it's because my wife accidentally bought a second one when she bought the whole collection. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll put it on my anime shelf with the rest of my crap. So I picked up, I went to a yard sale not too long ago. I was actually working on this video and then stopped to do the one I'm doing right now, just because I think these pickups are really cool. But I went to a yard sale and this guy had like a whole bunch of like just loose figures and stuff like that. And I reach in and I find some pops. I'm like, oh, cool. Dollar a piece on the pops. I'll buy them. And I didn't think anything of it. I get back home. I, I lay out all the stuff and I take a picture of this one. I'm like, oh, man, this is from uh, Cuphead. This is like the devil, you know, oh, like nice. the little the, the black devil coming out or whatever. And I picked it up for a dollar, sold it on eBay for like 22 bucks. Just like instantly. As soon as I listed it, it sold. I was like, man, that was awesome. That was easy. <laughs> That's a win. So, I love stuff like that, uh, Figsy. I just if I can pick up at something, anything, and it sell on eBay within twenty four hours, that is just that's so exciting. Like I don't even like I don't even care that it's a whether if it's a high dollar amount, you know, like that's the extra. That's cool too. But it's like when something just moves quick, especially when you didn't expect it. So, I'll counter that and say we when we went to the pawn shop, if we sold something in say six hours, my boss would turn around and say you priced it too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> There's been times where I've thought of that. I'm like, man, I, I just picked up some sealed games and I listed them, and that, like, I mean, before I was done listing all the games, they're selling. Yep. And and typically, what I do is I look at the last four sold comps and I just go right in the middle. You know. So if a game sold for 25, a game sold for 20 and a game sold, you know, for whatever, two, two and two, I'll go like $23 and I tend to move things pretty quickly. So, um, it's when they don't move after a few weeks, I'm like, Oh, what would I got to do to get rid of this thing? <laughs> I want it to move. I want, I want inventory to go. I mean, that's interesting because I, I do it actually a little bit differently. I'll look at the solds, but I'll actually price mine going off the current listings. I'll go, all right, the cheapest one's this. Um, I used to go and make mine the cheapest, but now I always have, say, 15 or 10% coupons running. So I'll look at the cheapest mm. and make mine 10% more. But then if you look at my listing, it'll have, take 10% off. And to a buyer, they sort of, like, if you tell them that there's a promotion, they're more likely to spend it even though they're spending more money. It's a psychological yeah. thing. Yeah. If yeah, you have a 50% sale and your prices are 50% more, people think they're getting 50% off. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for shipping? Do you charge the buyer shipping or do you do always free shipping? Always free shipping. So, um, always. You build that in too? Yeah. And then when I say I'm comparing to the cheapest price, I'm combining shipping when I'm working yep. it out. I've switched over recently to free shipping and that's just doubled the amount of volume that I send out. 
So the only time I'll do, I'll charge the buyer shipping is if it's like a really high end item. So like I've got um, a sealed copy of resident evil deadly silence on the DS. And I'm only, I got it listed for $250 and I think I actually did free shipping on, on this one, but typically on a big item like that, I'll do whatever the market value is, but plus shipping. Because I'm like, if you're going to buy this item for two or three hundred dollars, you're going to pay the extra five bucks to ship it, yep. and then I'll just you know double it up. But for this one, I was I still priced it at whatever the highest sold comp was, but I did free shipping, and then it gave me the little tag that says um, like great price on there. <laughs> I love nice. whenever you just land one of those randomly. So, but yeah, T- typically I'll, I'll do you know free shipping on everything except for the high dollar ones. But as I was talking about that, one, I was like, wait a minute, I definitely, definitely changed my mind on that one. So, um, all right. So what we're doing right here, when you had stepped away, as I talked to Zach first, um, the two part question, a grail game that you're chasing and then a grail game that you have, and it can be any, you know, grail games don't necessarily have to be the Holy grail, like the one game that I want more than all of them. It could just be whatever you're chasing at the moment. So my grail chasing is a collection of games. Um, my grail at the moment is to have a complete Game Boy and Game Boy Advance collection of Pokemon games, every single one that came out. Um, mm. I, if you go back to my childhood, I've got every PlayStation game I ever had as a kid. I've done, I've done that list. I've knocked out all my PlayStation grails. So now I'm going back and Pokemon's really the only thing that I didn't get. So um, I, the goal is to get all those so i can name pokemon gold silver crystal any of those would be the grail i'm after at the moment but i guess it would be all condition based and things like that um and then holy grails that i do own um i could probably pull out 50 games but one of them stands ahead of the pack um because i was after it for so long um four or five years i didn't know if i'd ever own this one um, it's a weird one. It's called the 3D Gaming Pack. It was only available hmm. in Australia. Uh, I personally would say this is the rarest PS3 game. Um, now, a little bit of background story on this. So this is a four-pack. It doesn't have a disc. It has a download code. Essentially, oh. it's just a case with an empty code inside it. So it was originally sold through a third-party distributor who sold 3D TVs. They bundled the 3D TV with a PS3, and you got this game. It was like $2,000. That was the only way you could buy it. I remember that. There was a one in America. didn't have the game. Um, there was also one in Brazil where it had the version of the game. Those copies go for a couple of hundred dollars today. There was another one in Malaysia, and those games can be found for three or 400 But this Australian one... Basically impossible to find. Um, a couple have sold recently on eBay for like the $900 mark and they've sold like in six hours. So it's like, did they list them too cheap? Um, but yeah, for me, I was after this for years. I got it on eBay for 300 and something dollars like years ago, which I thought I was crazy paying that price back then. But for me, it was more or less, I'm not going to have sleepless nights over a video game. <laughs> <laughs> When you're going for a full set and there's one or two games out there that you can't find available, you're like, am I ever actually going to complete this set? But after I got this one, I'm like, all right, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, it's definitely the holy grail of my collection. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I don't, so 
I gave some grail answers, you know, before, you know, talking with you guys or whatever, things I was chasing after. Um, and they were Vita stuff. And I was like, well, you know, for our show tonight, I want to come up with something a little different, you know. So as far as a game that I owned it was a grail item it wasn't even necessarily a super expensive item you know like i was after a certain game that i kept seeing and i kept seeing the price go up and it wasn't even a hundred dollar game but it was folklore on ps3 that was a game that i was chasing after and up getting it and i owned that i'm like oh man cool that was just one that i randomly wanted and it was funny because i was actually doing a trade deal with a listener of the podcast um for one of the the uh, rock band pro guitars and he was like hey man i got this stuff this stuff this stuff and i was like man well i don't i'm not trying to sell you anything like i will give you the option to buy it if you want it but when i deal with people like that, especially people that i know i don't want your money i want strangers money i want to trade with you you know what i'm saying like let's make it mutually beneficial you know and I do that with some of the local resellers around here too. A lot of these guys will be like, "Hey man, you like the Vita? Here's Vita games, and here's they're double what they're worth." I'm like, "Oh come on, dude, don't be a freaking jerk, you know." But it's like, "Oh, what's this thing that you want? I got it. Let's trade, you know, because I know that you're going to get things cheaper than what they're worth. And I got this cheaper than what it's worth. So if I charge you market value, you know what I'm in it for. You know how I play the game. So I, I worked out a trade deal with somebody." And he just randomly messaged me. It was like, dude, what do you think about this one? I was like, bro, that's folklore. That's on my list of pickups right now. Boom. So I don't have it to show it off. I got it on my shelf downstairs. But I was excited to pick that one up. Nice, man. And then, you know, a game that I'm chasing after um, currently, I was, it's going to be a Vita game, <laughs> you know. But I was having a conversation with, um you know, Jared, uh, I was talking about him earlier on the show, long time listener of the show. And, and I was telling him, I was like, I still don't have the Danganronpa games, which I think I actually did mention Danganronpa to you guys on your show, but I don't have, um, the Danganronpa games, the actual U S versions on the Vita. I've got the PAL collection of the three games, uh, one, two and V three, um, on PS4. I don't have ultra despair girls on the Vita. And I don't know that might be on the disc with the uh, PAL version on PS4. I'm not hundred percent sure. No, I don't think but so. I'm got it beside me <laughs> as Figsy looks. Oh at no, no, it is. It is. I have it. It's, it's a trilogy. Like, so it. Ultra just <laughs> is the first one. All right. It's, it's in my shelf somewhere. I just spilt PSP games everywhere. I forgot. I bought those. Um, <laughs> it's a whole stack of PSP games. I just dropped. But, uh, so but anyways, so for the Vita, I bought the Japanese versions and I was telling him this story this week. As a matter of fact, um, I bought V uh, trigger, happy havoc, uh, whatever the second one is ultra despair girls and V three, um, all the Japanese copies. And there's this reseller that I've bought from off eBay. And he, he always, anytime you buy from him, he mails you the cartridge. You know, so it's free shipping, but it costs nothing for a Vita game coming from Japan. And then he sends you a letter. So if there's anything else you want, email me. We'll bypass eBay altogether. Great dude. And so I emailed him one day. I was like, hey, what about the Danganronpa games? What would you charge me for those? And he told me. I was like, I think I paid like eight bucks a piece for them. And he shipped them all in one envelope. It was crazy. I was like, dude, there's a store right by my house that's got uh, V3 for $140, you know, complete. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying $140 for it. You have any freaking games I can buy for 140 bucks? You know, like 
this is not, I, I tend to cut myself off at a certain point, which you can go ahead and tell I'm never going to have a complete set of anything because I personally cut myself off, you know, at a certain amount because I just can buy in bulk so much. And I bought 70 something games this past weekend. I spent $301. So I can't buy one game for $300. I just can't do it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so the Danganronpa games, most specifically Ultra Despair Girls. And I'm going to give a shout out to Jared for this conversation we've been having back and forth uh, because we were talking about it and that one's the third person shooter of the games. And I have never played that one. And that's the one I want to play the most right now, just because it's fresh in my mind. So that's the one I'm after. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Right. The, um, the price point of games. I just bought um, two days ago, 70 games for 300 bucks as well. I was saying that one of those games was $80 and I was, I'm going to ask you if you would have bought it. Um, so it was Pokemon black Two. Now, I don't know about the price in America, but over here it's like $220. So for me, spending $80 for something that's more than double that value, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Maybe it would depend on what my intentions are. So if I was buying it to collect it, I don't know. At least not today. But I'm... If he was I buying can... it... Yeah, say if you were buying it to flip it, I feel like you would have done it. If you maybe du- doubled it on eBay, like overnight yeah. probably especially something as popular as pokemon yeah but yeah if i say frugally daryl doesn't really there daryl's like i'm gonna i'm gonna find this grail game for twenty dollars and he gets excited for it so it's funny because one of our listeners said you're never gonna find silent hill 3 for for under a hundred dollars and i found it for 15 um which says funny now this one complete but um one of my friends that that he's a local collector, dude's got a crazy collection. He doesn't, I don't know that he he does he does like old Nintendo complete, but he buys everything. This dude um, bought Silent Hill two black label, Silent Hill three black label, um, Silent Hill Downpour, and another one ten bucks each at the flea market. Yep. So like they're there, you just got to be patient. And so for me, I know they're there. I was having a conversation with a local reseller just a few weeks ago, and he had um, the the Punisher on Xbox for like sixty dollars. It's, it's and I was coming. like, man, I yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I can't, I can't pay sixty bucks for that. I, I like it, but whatever. I kid you not. Like a week later, I'm at the flea market. I pick it up for two bucks. So, I mean, mine's super scratched up. I don't even know that it plays. I haven't even put it in, but it doesn't matter. I picked it up for $2 on principle that like this, if I'm patient, I find, I told you guys the story about a uh, haunting ground. I'm patient. I'll find what I want and I go around enough, you know, I'm saying to, to, to find things. But, and it's like you, you know, I told you I bought 70 games this past week for $300. And one of those games, it was a Kirby tilt something on Game Boy Advance. Uh, tilt and tumble or something like that. It's like $77 and $72 were the last two sold comps on eBay. Nice. So loose. That's not even complete. That's loose. So, you know, it's like, but I didn't know that was in the bag. That was, I bought a whole bag of blind and I just like, Hey, you know what? I want the manuals out of here. There's some games in there and the front games was all bulk stuff. So it was nothing valuable. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take that, you know, for 15, 20 bucks. <laughs> And then I got one game in there that's going to yeah, make my way back. So I was, I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Uh, third question, and we'll round it out. We'll kind of land the plane with this one. 
is uh, if you could choose one game from before the current gen. Now, we're calling current gen PS4, PS5, because they're still putting games out for both. Um, Xbox series, whatever. Um, To be brought up to the current gen, what would it be? So something that's older, you know, and handhelds count. I know I said PSP and Vita because that's, you know, we keep it at PlayStation, but I didn't realize you had such an affinity for Game Boy and things like that. So all that stuff's on the table. Old gen to be brought new. I actually giggled when I said this question because last weekend's podcast, we had the same question. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> so um, when I did mine, I showed the game Dark Cloud, and I- I'm going to show a different game today because it, when I was making my choice, there was two games I was tossing up between. And the second one, Scarface, The World Is Yours oh, on so PS2. Good. So good. I would love for them to redo this game today. I'm actually replaying it on PC at the moment in 60 frames, but you can really tell when you're shooting people that it's a 20, 25-year-old game. Like It's some concepts of this game. Games don't even do it today. It's so good in the open world genre, and I would love to see them do a modern Scarface, The World Is Yours. Dude, that's a great game. I actually... That's another one I just picked up in the wild for like two or three dollars. Flipped it for forty bucks, like yep. easy on online. And so what I do is I I like my PS2 stuff specifically. I'll download them to my modded PS2. I like I'll I'll buy them. I'll show them off. Like, hey, look guys, I got this one. Then I'll I'll get to catch and release on the PS2 stuff. Um, unless it's you know like Resident Evil, some kind of horror game I don't have. So I I I bought it, put it in my heart uh, in my console, burn it to the hard drive. Sold it on eBay. So it was nice. I like I like that game a lot. It's a really good freaking game. Why don't you finish yeah, the game? Not, the end game yeah. is amazing too. What are you gonna say, uh, Zach? I said, hey, you're not allowed to talk about uh doing illegal things on the show. Oh I'm in the game. I'm just backing it up. You I literally don't... said you literally said you sold it right after that. Oh, oh! I'm not saying I'm going to play it now that I sold it. That uh, was the other copy you sold. Yeah, yeah the other copy. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. second one. Uh, I didn't say that was the only copy I owned either. <laughs> Which, you know, oddly enough, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I sold so much <laughs> PS2 stuff in the past year, man. Like I had, I think I said this on your show, Fixie. I probably had. I, I probably sold two, two hundred fifty um, PS2 games since June of last year. Because I had a I had a whole shelf a, a whole shelf of just PlayStation Two and PS One games, and I was like, you know what? There's only a handful on here I actually want. I pulled off the dozen or so that I actually wanted to keep, and then just sold them. I was like, you know what? I'm, I need this shelf for something else. And then that was, that's kind of where it started. I started going on down this rabbit hole. But man, that I sold those really fast. <laughs> Let's see what else we can do. All right, Zach, you're up. An old game that you can bring to current gen. Um, well, we're already getting one and Figsy, I don't know if you're going to be excited for this or not. Are you excited for the Mega Man Battle Network collection we're getting on Switch soon? Is that all the Mega Man games? That's all of the Battle Network games. All the ones where you actually get the RPG based ones with, uh, with LAN. I honestly have really barely even touched a Mega Man game because I didn't play them as kids and then to buy them today, it's too expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, the cartridges are super expensive, but that game is releasing for $60 and it has every iteration, one through six, so you should really play those. But we're getting that, so... <sighs> See, that's a toughie because um, there's a lot of really good games. I'd say bring back some of the older platformers. Uh, Kingsley's Great Adventure was like an arch, an Ooh, RPG platformer. Yes, one, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, PS1. I'd I'd love to see that come to modern consoles. Uh yeah. No, that that that'll be up there on the list. That's a game I played as a child. Like I I probably put a couple hundred hours into it as a kid. Nice. That's Darryl, a really expensive you? game today. It's a couple of hundred. Is it really? Dollars. Yeah. You see, that's that's the funny that's the funny thing too, is uh I still haven't like since I became an adult, I haven't really visited and picked up all of my stuff from when I was a child. Like I know I have like one of the translucent orange N64s. I have a Super Nintendo. I have like all these old consoles and stuff just chilling in a storage box somewhere in my parents' storage. Did, did I tell you my translucent translucent green, a jungle green um Nintendo 64 died? Oh. No, you did not. Oh, big sad. Yeah. RIP. Did you know that they sell on eBay for $99 console only broken? Ooh. Yep. I, I sell broken consoles on eBay. I do too. I Parts, sold. Maybe. I plugged in my 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 green um, Nintendo sixty four to test out a bunch of games that I bought. It died. It was it wouldn't work. So I took the power supply and everything out. I sold the console. I sold the little jumper pack. And I sold the controller all separate. So well, that works, and you probably yeah, got just as much as if you would have bundled it all together, dude. Yeah, if it was working, <laughs> so it's crazy. So, uh, but yeah, so I did all that. Uh, as for me, I got a handful of games that I would love to bring forward to modern gen. All right, starting on the PSP Dead to Rights, I would bring the entire Dead to Rights collection to modern gen. Now, there's a PS3 Dead to Rights Retribution, that game's still awesome. Um, I would love for it to run just a little bit better, you know, like maybe control just a little bit better, but it is such a good game, but dead to rights on PSP and then dead to rights one and two, they're on PS two and X OG Xbox. I would freaking love bullet time. I don't know if you got, you guys ever played, uh, did you guys ever play in the dead rights games? I'm familiar with the PS three one, but I'm not familiar with the other ones. Okay. So the PS to, I'll say that I played the I play, originally played on Xbox, the OG Xbox. So it was essentially Max Payne, you know, but a little more cop focused, a little less bullet time, although it had bullet time. And you had your dog named Shadow that you could kind of like you could send him to go get one enemy while you shot and took down the other. And one of the cool things that it it later developed is a Shadow could bite their nuts. So you send your dog over, your giant freaking dog to bite their balls, and then you go take down these other guys. And then B, you could do these really violent like combo like kills. You know what I'm saying? Like these like finishing moves, essentially. Freaking awesome! I love the combo breaker. It's awesome. Such a, such a great game. And the dude is so angry. He's like he's almost like Kratos level angry, where he's just like just constantly just yelling, and he's freaking out. You know. Awesome. On that game, Daryl, um, there was a slipcover release in the UK. It's very oh, rare. It's so beautiful. Dead. <laughs> oh, it's and it's metallic. Like you move it around and you can actually see the different colors in the slipcover. Oh, beautiful. my goodness. That is something right there. I'm going to eBay right now. Fixies it's like, a hey, tough one to get. Way. That one took me a few years to track down. So but I'll, if I can help you find one. I don't know that I, I, would, pl- I would pay what it costs. But I would like to look at it and just have that. Um, um, I would like to have that on my uh, watch list. 
<laughs> it's the first time I've actually had a chance to show that because no one's ever mentioned that game to me oh, before. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Took my that's opportunity. Awesome. Man. <laughs> Dang, I wish we were recording the video now. I would love to. We might have to switch this to a video podcast and just go down this rabbit hole one day of just these these these. I love just some slightly obscure games. I. I'll dabble into the obscure stuff occasionally, but I, there's something about like a B tier video game and a B tier, B tier movie that that's just that's my sweet spot. I love that stuff. And like Dead to Rights, it kind of falls in that B tier category. It's like it's got a budget behind it. It's a good freaking game. You know, it had a little bit of a marketing budget behind it too. But man, it just oh, I love that game. Um. So the Dead to Rights games. And then the next series I would bring forward, this one was on OG Xbox. It was on um, PS2 and GameCube is uh, the Hunter series. So Hunter uh, and Hunter the Reckoning and Hunter Redeemer, Wayward, all those games. I would bring all those games up because those would be perfect couch co-op games. You know, four-player dungeon crawler style games, but each not to the level of Diablo that Diablo gets kind of wild and crazy. And you, you know, a lot of times at least this, there was just something different about it. And like you had, you you had your biker character, you had your priest character, you had like, you're just your skater chick, whatever. And then like everyone kind of had different guns. Everyone had different powers. And uh, man, I, Loved it. You fought werewolves, you fought zombies, you fought monsters, you fought just crazy stuff. And uh, excellent, excellent games. There's a the Hunter series is just fantastic, but I would love to bring those forward. So, uh, I, I thought we were going to go round robin. So, um, the, the, the one that I actually uh, really wish that they'd remaster and they still haven't done it yet because you can't get it on console, you can only get it on PC, is the original Witcher game. Mm. they're about one. to do that on pc aren't they it's on pc you can buy it on pc i don't know if but i don't know if you can because i don't know if they're going to remaster it no no it I, i'm i'm sure they've announced a remaster of that coming yeah Ooh. i feel like the cd project red did announce a remaster but i was watching a video about it this week actually i'm not sure if it's coming oh, to console yeah. but yeah that apparently they're going to make it like the witcher 3 that no, <laughs> sign me up Take the blood, take it right here. Stick it in the arm, dude. Yes, like, cause don't get me wrong. The the controls on the original game are just wonky as all hell. It's like point and click, and 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 then you just let Geralt do most of the work. It's kind of annoying. This article here says the Witcher one remake is likely years away but it could dethrone the witcher for <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i wanted to hear yeah all right i'm still sticking with my answer i'm gonna go with the original witcher but C- cd project red i hope they take years because we all know what happens when they rush things and what happens when they take their time so if they want to take 10 <laughs> years to make a game then they can take 10 years i'll buy it when i'm old <laughs> that's right that's right so I will. I want to go back to something real fast. The PAL cover for Dead to Rights Retribution is so much better than the the North American version. That was the slit cover. Um, I'll get the actual ver- normal version out. Well, even the normal version is the same art. You know, it's just cooler. I, I'm looking at them side by side. I'm like, man, that's way cooler. Oh yeah, it is the same. So it's got the white background with that slit cover I showed you. It was yeah. like metallic. Yeah. The slipcover is super cool. So, 
See, and that's something that I've learned about from listening to your show is that there's, I knew there were some variants. Like I've got like Code Veronica X for the PlayStation 2. There's the standard black label. There's the platinum or greatest hits version. There is the version that came with the Devil May Cry demo. Like there's very, there's like three or four different variants or whatever, but none of them are, they're virtually indistinguishable from each other. If you really don't pay attention, you know, and I own, like I had like six or seven copies on my shelf over here. And I was like, man, I was pulling them out one day. I was going to do this vendor thing. I was like, dude, I didn't realize I had different versions. So I just pulled one that I had doubles or triples of and sold it, you know, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I was, anyways, I was just bringing it because I had a whole section of just Code Veronica X on my shelf. I was like, you know what? I could, I could lean that out. But then when I realized I had different versions, I was like, man, I didn't even realize I had them. And every now and again, like I'll know there's like the special edition, limited edition, whatever. So like Call of Duty Ghost, I've got the PS3 regular version. I've got the collector's edition. I got the hardened edition. I've got the whatever, you know, like it's like there's multiple versions of it. I got this, uh, the shelf in my basement. It's like all of them. I got the one with the binoculars, all that crap. And it's like, I, I, I know that those exist, but I've never really looked into it to see like, you know, how deep that rabbit hole goes. And then I start listening to y'all show and you're like, you guys keep talking about variants. I'm like, well, I'm a comic book fan. I like variants. I like variant covers. What am I missing here? There's a whole world of collecting. I haven't even, I haven't even started on yet. And it, so, it really uh, is insane to put it in perspective from just my collection alone. Um, I believe there's a 1,159 games in the PAL set and I've got 2,250 PS3 games in my collection. So, you know, you get the game, you want the steelbook, you want the slipcover, there's uh-huh, a limited edition, uh-huh. there's a collector's edition, there's a cover variant in Spain. Oh, wait, there's a slipcover in America as well that's different to the PAL slipcover. I need to have that. Like, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Like the hey, like slipcover on the steelbook that, uh, that Daryl got me? I know somebody like, who, uh, that was a freaking clean cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's hardcore. We've actually just discovered recently some um, Resident Evil variants of, uh, I believe it's Revelations, where on the back they have a different address. They've moved like two blocks in Santa Monica and the back cover's address is different. And now we've discovered there's six of these games done by Capcom with different addresses on the back. But this is important because companies like WADA, when they go to grade them, need to distinguish if these are different. Because, you know, there could be a completely different print run between the first address and the second one. <laughs> that's crazy. I had no idea. I had no freaking idea. That's, that's, see, I'm going to have to go look now. That's so funny because, like, again, like I said, there's certain ones that I've gone through. But, like, I started buying the PAL versions of the Resident Evil games because you guys got the better versions of the Steelbooks. Like, yep. Resident Evil 6. Our anthology edition was awesome because it came with a slipcover of Resident Evil 6. Yeah. Beautiful. And it came so good. So good. And it came with the original downloads, you know, for the first, for the entire main line of the game. The Xbox 360 version came with, um, because it didn't have the original three games, it came with Code Veronica. It came with, uh, Oh God, I can't even remember now. It came with it came with several games, but none of them were. It didn't have the first three, and like so spin-off titles and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were released digitally, you know, outbreak file so I, and blah blah blah. 
they didn't do the outbreaks, but yeah, okay. but same same kind of idea. So I bought, you know, when those games come out, I bought both, I bought both of them. I was like, I'm getting all this. I bought, you know, whatever collector special editions there were. But the Steelbook edition was a power release. So I had to order that. <laughs> I was like, as a matter of fact, it's actually easily accessible from right here. This Steelbook is amazing. Like it's this, it's a building that they're that they're on in the game. It's cool. But it's, isn't it, it? It's, it's in the spine of this freaking zombie. You know, hate me, but I believe there's a slip cover that goes over the top of that. There is a slip well. cover, and this was supposed to come with it, and it didn't. Uh, I just on yeah. that, like Pal got the better slip covers, but if you fast forward to the PS4, um, a few of the collector's editions for like Resident Evil Seven and Eight. The PAL version is completely different to the American one, where PAL collectors were importing the American versions because they were better. <laughs> the the yeah. house, one of them lights, yes. the American version lights up, but the PAL version doesn't light up. It's like mm-hmm. the same price. Yep. It's crazy, too. Um, I have the collector's edition for, for seven. I have the collector's edition for eight. I have the collector's edition for two and three remakes. Oh, they look so good together. They do. I got them all together. But for remake, I didn't buy the collector's edition. This is the first Resident Evil collector's edition I haven't bought. So it, it sucks. I just, I kind of, again, I got that point where I'm like, like right now, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't spend. Cause I think the last collector's edition I bought last year was the Dying Light 2 collector's edition. Cause I bought the game, I bought the deluxe version and I bought the collector's edition. So I got the PS4, the PS5, and the statue. Have you seen that statue? It's cool. It's I'm, really I'm, cool. I'm sure it is so cool. Zach, have you seen that statue? No, uh, I I haven't I haven't seen it. No, not actually seen it. Seen it. Uh, party foul. I made a lot of a lot of noise. I gotta dig this bad boy out. So I put this uh, giant metal um, container in front of it. So this is one of my favorites. This thing right here is so cool. So you've got your character jumping off, a, a, you know, kind of fighting a volatile. Right, I love but it. What's really neat is if you hit. Oh, oh, oh gosh, yeah, he lights up. So, and there's a street light there too. So, biggest friggin- downside: Daryl hasn't put that many hours into the game. Yeah, well, I personally you know, didn't like it. I sold it after like thirty hours. Uh, I like it just fine. The first game's way better, but the first game I love. Um, but the trophies were bugged. And they just recently said that the trophies were patched and fixed. So, I mean, it took them freaking like six, eight months. That's crazy. So, technically, the game's been out for a year now, and I haven't beaten it yet. I mean, I got like eight hours in the PS5 version and probably close to that in the PS4 version. But when they, whenever I was reading that the trophies were bugged, and then, of course, on Sacred Symbols, you know, Colin started talking about the trophies being bugged. I was like, well, okay. There's one thing if I read a little bit into it and find out something, because I'm pretty surface level in general. My attention's just not quite, you know. But if somebody like that who's super anal about the trophies says, that, no, these things are bugged, I'm not touching it, I was like, yep, I'll wait. So, but, you know, I'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah. These freaking variants, though. That's going to be the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually at the point now where I'm like, look, I've I've probably got too many games. Let's go through and sell some of the variants. And it's like, which one do I sell? The one without the barcode? The one with the barcode? The <laughs> the one that's rare? Or do I sell the black label one? And that's so far, I haven't that's sold. Fun. I've just sold collector's editions because it's easy to justify selling something that's big. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because every I've joked with my wife because I've got a stack of a dozen or so boxes in the basement for the collector's editions that I have down there. I told her, I said, babe, I think I'm going to start selling these things. I was like, they just take up so much space. And right now I need the space to work. I need the space for, you know, for eBay. Because like I have this eBay room downstairs and I've got this room. technically my office for, you know, the mortgage business. And like I've got statues hidden everywhere. But like even now, I don't like being on Zoom calls with people in a professional setting where you can see a stack of video games behind me, even though you can't really tell what it is. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know trying to clean the image up a little bit. And so, uh, but downstairs, I'm like, I start, I'm like, move, I got this Max Payne 3 Collector's Edition statue. And I keep moving it because I need, oh, I need to do something over here. And then I move it over. And then like, now I got it to the left of my computer, but I need to put something up there. Oh crap, I need to move Max out of the way. I'm moving, moving here and I just got a new label printer. Well, not new, but new to me, a refurbished label printer and a thermal printer or whatever. And so I was like, readjusting my setup and i was like i had like two statues on top of that i had like four statues on this thing beside it i was like well i need to put a shelf up where they're all out of reach so that i could use the real estate uh, in my ebay room because it's uh it's getting out of control down there i made a rule for statues a long time ago once i started to run out of space they all live in the boxes now and i display the boxes because boxes are easier to fit compact together mm-hmm. so every single statue is inside the box and if i if i want to look at it i've got to pull it out i sold for the first time and that i can think of i sold a couple statues last year i sold my god of war 2018 god of war 2018 statue i sold my battlefield statue and then i guess a couple years ago i probably i sold my halo 3 college edition helmet and everything yep i Just still have my respect yeah, i mean <laughs> I uh, I sold I still have my Hellgast helmet over here. You can't see it, but I've got the I sold yeah, my Hellgast helmet Christmas time. Yeah, I still got it. It just takes up so much room. It's very big. That footprint is huge because it's like that giant Hellgast symbol at the bottom. And uh but yeah, so I don't know. I've thinned out a good bit, but I don't know, man. It's it's hard to justify. I I say I want to do it, then the actual actual act up. Like I've got this giant Call of Duty crypt over here. You've seen that, right? Like the giant. Oh yeah, the 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 chest. Have you have you actually seen how big they are? And like, no, I I just seen the picture. One second. Hang on. He's got the mystery box. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, I know the one he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've ne- he he's like, I found another one, and I'm just like, <laughs> you're insane. Like that is ridiculous. All right. You're supposed to sell those, Daryl. Not keep them. Look how big. It's awesome. It's so cool. That's huge. It's the size of the Xbox One, the OG. Like, look how big that freaking thing is. And what's cool is, like, when you take the top off. It does music. And it lights up. That's, yeah, that's cool. It's the ray gun. Oh, cool. oh, it's so I, cool, man. Uh, uh, didn't you say you picked up two of those now at this point? I have two. I've picked up two in the last six Okay, months. we'll keep you one have selling two. That's one. not good. <laughs> I know, right? See, that's the type of stuff that you can trade for really cool stuff. Well, right, right. And see, that's why I haven't sold on eBay yet. Because, like, sure, I can make 118 maybe 150 bucks off this thing. Because I don't have the original box. So, and, like... I don't have the steelbook version of the game. I have the what? game. I have the comic. I have the puzzles and all the fig pins and all that stuff. But I don't have the steelbook version of the game. 
So I could sell it. Steelbook's you know. cheap to buy if you were going to sell it. Right, right. And I, I mean, <laughs> the box is the hard part to get. Yeah. Well, I'm. I don't even. I don't track down boxes. If I don't have them, I just don't have them. But it's kind of like. But do I want to? It was like you said. I could trade this if I could find another local collector who wanted it. I could get something that I want for it. So, but I don't know. We'll see. Right now, it's just taking up. 18 inches <laughs> no probably 24 probably inches even more. <laughs> and because it's not a square it takes up really more room than you put it down on <laughs> Dude, yeah yeah it's it's crazy big but it was one of those things to where i i, I saw I, again a local reseller he buys storage units and flips stuff out of them and he was like hey man i came across this i think you're gonna like it didn't tell me what it was and then, you know, so we meet up. And maybe he did tell me what it was. But either way, it doesn't matter. We meet up. I see it in person. I'm like, dude, my son's going to freaking love this because he loves Call of Duty. Yeah, your son's going to love it. You're going to love it. Let's uh, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, and so I, I get it off of him, you know. And I'm like, this is so cool. So it took everything in me to keep it from my son. Yeah, I hid it in my, my closet upstairs. I had it all, all wrapped up and everything. Gave it to him for Christmas. I filled it up with, um, like, uh, thumbstick grips and stuff. Like, if, uh, like these cool. little thumbstick. I put all kinds of just little cool gaming knickknacks and stuff in there. And um, I'll, I put a copy of Call of Duty, you know, four in, in there or whatever, or Black Ops four or whatever. And so filled it up with all this cool stuff. And then uh, I was like, man, that's awesome. So it sits in the basement on display on this shelf that he's got in there by his gaming area. And everything's cool. I was like, man, that's awesome. And then I was at the flea market selling, and this dude beside me had one with all the stuff. And I was like, he was trying to sell for 125, couldn't sell it. He probably had 20 or 30 people come up and pick the top up. Oh, that's so cool. How much you want for it? $125. No, $110. I give it to you for 65 bucks. Like he tried everything he could, couldn't sell it. And at the end of the day, I said, everything I got left on my table, I said, I'll trade you for that Call of Duty special edition. And it was like golf clubs, a, a Keurig, you know, just random reseller stuff. You know, things that I brought there specifically to sell to resellers. He said, I'll do it heart in a heartbeat. I left everything on my table that didn't sell at the end of the day. Grabbed the collector's edition, stuck it in the van and drove off. <laughs> I didn't have to clean anything up. I didn't have to pack up. I was like, this is the best deal I've ever made. I came out there. Me and my son made a few hundred bucks. Got a Call of Duty special edition. Didn't have to pack up and take home. It was great. It was awesome. I probably would have done that deal being him. I hate moving big stuff. And if I can get rid of a big thing, I'm happy to lose money on it, knowing that, all right, I'm going to regain some money here. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was like, I know there's money in the golf clubs. Just got to wait it out. I know there was money in the Keurig. I just got to wait it out. I know there was money in some of the smaller items. I bought. I brought baseball gloves out there and things like that, you know. The typical stuff you see in all these resale videos, I specifically brought out there to sell to them fast and cheap to clear up space in my eBay room. And it wasn't a day where they, they didn't show up. Normal people showed up and normal people just weren't buying. I was like, I made a small amount of money, but nothing like I expected. So I didn't want to take it home. And my wife said, I'd rather you donate it than bring it back in the house. <laughs> so I donated it to the guy beside me for a Call of Duty collector's edition. <laughs> but look what's coming home. <laughs> I was like, look at this, babe. I found another one. Which, oddly enough, my wife, she doesn't care for gaming, thinks I'm a total nerd. 
Like she is not like, oh, babe, you should totally whatever. She's usually like, why are you junking up my house? That's what she says all the time. Facts. And, and uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, wow, you found another one. Like she was legitimately like, dang, that's crazy. You found not one, but two in the wild. So now I have to look at two of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I keep I keep threatening myself that I'm going to sell it. Like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just usually just me here at the house in the, during the day. I'm like, I'm going to sell it. And then I go to do it. I'm like, well, you know what? I, I really need to list this other box of games over here. And I really need to list these other items that have been sitting here longer. And then I put Call of Duty on, back on the shelf. And I actually have surprisingly, the more that I think about it, I have a lot of Call of Duty special editions and stuff that I. Yeah, they I, released I played, too many. For those they games. have. They have. I well, don't think have... they, they've released a game every year for the past mm-hmm. how many years? I don't have the drone yet, though. I need to go find that drone. I had that one. I sold it. I, I, I got like $500 for it. So it was a. That's crazy. It was a remote control drone from the game. It was, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a yeah. them, cool story for you about Silent Hill 3. You're talking about how you wanted to get a copy for $50. Uh, so I've got a list. I've still got the list of PS2 games I want, and all I initially added all the Resident Evil, all the Silent Hill games, and set a rule: I'm not paying eBay prices. I'm paying fifty dollars, you know, sixty dollars, seventy dollars max for these games. I, mean, I go forward to last year. I'm in a garage sale. I found Silent Hill free. Um, it didn't have the manual, and the disc was like destroyed. I didn't think it was going to work. A lady's like, "Yep." DVDs are a dollar each. All right, sweet, a dollar. So anyway, I've put it aside. I've put it in a box for about six months. And recently I bought a disc cleaner. Uh, the disc cleaner cost me like $600. It was a JFJ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And I'm going through my pile of scratch discs and stuff. I got Silent Hill working. <laughs> so now I've that's got it amazing. in the collection. I've picked it up for a dollar. Absolutely stoked. That's Dude, that's amazing. That's what that's my goal, and that's what I tell. That's what I tell some of my buddies. I'm like, dude, I, I just and like so something I do, and I don't put it in my videos like I should. A lot of times, I don't like the angle that I'm recording it, but I'm riding down the road with the kids. I'm like, okay, we're going yard selling, we're going to the flea market, whatever. Turn on the camera. Hey, what are you guys looking for? Oh, I'm looking for this Pokemon stuff. I'm looking for this uh, Harry Potter stuff. I'm looking for this whatever. And I'm like, well. Um, a good day of hunting in the wild for me will be I'll find a PSP or a PS Vita game. I'll pick up a stack of $5 or below games to resell, you know, and then I'm always looking for just one, whether it's a Silent Hill, Resident Evil, something just like, you know, something, in that, cool. In that, something cool that I'm just like, yeah, I've got five copies of this, but you know what? I found it for a dollar or less or $5 or less, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and typically, we we find at least something of what we're looking for. But man, those days where you go to the flea market and you pick up Resident Evil for a dollar or two, or a Silent Hill game for very cheap, um, I was walking with a reseller that I've made friends with specifically through reselling, who is very very tough competition for me because he is on it, dude. If it pops up a marketplace, he has got it. He he kills me. And um, he and I were walking the flea market one morning. And, you know, we were having a good time. We were talking. 
And we walk up on it. He's in front of me. But like, I swear, I could see it. Like I could see it like a mile away. I was like, dude, that's Silent Hill over there. I could see it. So we get to the <laughs> table. I'll reach over. I said, I grabbed Silent Hill first. I look at him like, I was like, how much are your games? Like, oh, five bucks each. And I was like, oh. And what's funny is I was trading him that same day. He picked up Silent Hill Homecoming on Xbox 360 and a couple other games. I traded him some stuff uh, for for on the Switch for for those. It was a Pokemon Sword and Shield or Sword or a Shield. I I traded him Pokemon Shield and something else. And he was giving me a couple horror games. Silent Hill Homecoming being one of them. Not the most valuable you know, Silent Hill game. Still $50 game, though. Exactly. So then we get there at the flea market and we're walking and we're on like the last leg of the, you know, of the walk for the day. I'll reach over and on PS3, boom, Silent Hill Homecoming. In one day, I picked up both versions. Now oh, I already I had that. it. Yeah, I already had it. But still, now I've got two copies each. <laughs> so now I got a sale copy and I got a my copy. And that copy I picked up for five bucks was better condition with complete. Than mine, yeah. Like I was like, oh man, this is in better shape than mine. So I love that stuff. That's like a freaking rush for me, dude. That's like that's drugs. Oh, I love <laughs> I it too. And Silent Hill Homecoming is a game that I've had on a day where I've gone to the pawn shop and it's like, all right, all the games are six ninety five. Oh, Silent Hill Homecoming six ninety five. I'll take that on eBay that yep. night for seventy bucks. You know. There you go. There you go. Those it two games great. that I bought for myself are now free. <laughs> you see, and that's the way I justify buying games for myself. And I'm like, oh, I got Resonance of Fate the other day. Yeah. That, that stack of 70 games. Resonance of Fate was what got me. That's what got the negotiating going. I picked up, the, I was sifting through these, these games in the thrift store. I didn't have my camera on. I wasn't planning on filming anything. Uh, I was there with my daughter. And I was like, you know what? Their their games are priced, you know, ten bucks here, you know, six dollars here, eleven ninety five here, and I was like, I wasn't planning on buying that stuff. So what I did was I started scanning them in with my app, and I was like, oh wait a minute, this is half market value. Okay, you know what? Maybe I'll buy it. And then I scanned the next one. Oh, this is a half market value. Come to find out, that's what they did. They looked up what the eBay listings were, and they just marked it at half. So I'm going to double my money. Or, you know, I'm saying I'm going to make my money back and then I'll make a few dollars. I'm like, it's actually worth it for me to buy all of these and they'll sell. Yep. So I had a handful in my, uh, you know, I had a stack in my hand and I saw Residence of Fate in there. I was like, oh, dude, you know, I just walked away from that one for $25. And I was like, oh, $25 for Residence of Fate. That's not terrible. Um, And then I found it for $11.95. I'm like, dude, yes, yeah, this is awesome. So I was, I, I was going for it, and I, I bought a few other games. The gentleman that runs the store comes over to me, goes, "Hey, man," he goes, "I saw you scan them in. Are you interested in looking at or buying more games?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll buy. I'll, I, what, what do you got?" So he takes me to the back of the thrift store, and he starts pulling out boxes of games. I bought Michael Jackson: The Experience sealed on the Wii. Okay, I bought Family Guy PS3. I bought. Um, Oh gosh, uh, a couple other just like like high dollar games, you know, 50, 50 plus dollar games, whatever. Well, Michael Jackson on the Wii, the, actually the last four sold comps has been, has dropped. So it had been selling pretty consistently for 50 plus dollars here and it's sold for in the 40s. So he said, anything that's already processed, I'll give it to you for what we, you know, what we've got marked on it, which is half of market value. 
And he's like, anything that's not processed, make me a price. I want to make a little bit of money. I want you to make a little bit of money. And if you're good to me, maybe every three weeks or so you come by and you can pick through whatever's back here before we we sell it. I was like, absolutely. But I understand before you know that, it, because he then doesn't have to do the work of looking them all up. And that was the deal. And he's like, I don't have time to do it. And he's like, and, and I'm like, well, I'm doing this, so let me do it. And then I'll, I'll make sure I'm giving you a fair deal. So I bought 70 some odd games. I bought a giant bin of Skylanders. It was like three or four bags of Skylanders. <laughs> I bought com- I bought a Wii a Sports Edition complete in the box. I bought a complete Wii, you know, that was in a bag. Like I bought all kinds of stuff from this dude. It was Friggin' awesome. I, I was I, I was one of the best pickups I've ever had this past weekend. And the best part was because I didn't try to cheap out on him. I was like, well, how about this? I get how about I give you three bucks a piece for all of your um the your non-processed games. And I pulled them out. I said, look, this one's a five dollar game, this is a five dollar game, this is a ten dollar game. I was like, but these sports games over here, I won't make three dollars on them. So if I give you three dollars for everything, that makes up for the the wins and the losses. You know, it averages out, in my opinion. I'll throw the $5 or less games in a bin and I'll trade them all at one time for one thing opposed to selling them all for two or three bucks a piece. And he was like, you know what? That's pretty fair. I like that. And when it was all said and done, he goes, you know what, man? Like I've tried this with two other guys and they tried to nitpick and pick the expensive stuff and they lowballed me. He goes, and I just won't, I won't let them back here. He's like, but you, you're different. I was like, bro, bro. I've been waiting my whole life to hear that. <laughs> Yeah. So, I like that um, uh, about the cheap games. I I got a rule that once something hits $5 on eBay, I leave it there for three months, and then I pull it down and it goes into my donate pile. Anyway, like every few months, I'll grab my donate pile and I'll either take it to an op shop or a pawn shop and just see what I can get. So I took this big pile of games, so it would have been two weeks ago now, to a local pawn shop. We're doing the deal. It's going to come to uh, 50 60 bucks. Anyway, I see on the shelf, Silent Hill 2, slipcover. I don't have it. And they've got like $90 or $100 on it or something. And I fast forward, the deal turned out. I spent 40 bucks, walked out with Silent Hill, and got rid of all my crap that I was willing to donate. Dude. Oh, God. Okay. No joke. Podcast collaboration idea. Zach, you're in on this too. Oh, yeah. All right. We come together once in a blue moon. I don't care when. I don't care whose show. But we just specifically, it's like ghost stories. But like reseller stories, you know what I'm saying? Like where you just specifically tell that story of the thing, whether it's a grail game. Oh, instead of ghost stories, it could be like, you know, like grail stories or grail games. I don't know. Or, or just the, that experience, dude, because that, to me, that is so freaking exciting. Like That's that. That's a good idea. I like that. that the hearing, the hearing you tell that story then reminds me of like, oh man, I just went, we went across town a couple hours took my nephew and my kids and we were like, Oh, we want to find God of war 2018, but we're not going to go to GameStop and pay 20 bucks for it. We're going to find it for cheaper. So we went to three flea markets that day. We went to multiple thrift stores and then we went to a pawn shop and the pawn shop had it and we got it for 10 bucks. You know, it was awesome. You know, it was just kind of like, we never go to pawn shops because the pawn shops around here are usually very overpriced. Yeah, but every now and again, you kind of poke your head in there. It's like, oh, dang, there's this one thing for super cheap. They actually had the PAL version as well, but they wanted $20 for the PAL version. But That's interesting. Like, when it comes to me to sell you my collection, 
a lot of these games, they might they might look like shovelware, but if the game's got a story behind it, then I won't be able to sell it because, mm-hmm. oh, but my friend traded me this. He went and found this in Barcelona and I traded him an AFL game for this rare Spanish variant. Like, you know, yeah. that's not a game to me. It's a story with something happened and a bit of history. Heck yeah. I mean, like Zach showed off one and talked about another one when you were gone, just because we, he and I, off camera, we're like, hey, man, how do we incorporate, how do we incorporate like our personal YouTubes to try to grow them with the podcast that we do every week? And it's like, oh, well, what if we challenge each other to do things so that we have, yeah, so that right there. Nice. And um, so we made a challenge and it was basically like for less than $20 find a game that's on a, that another person gives you a list. So we gave each other like a list of five or six games. Yep. Our white elephant Christmas. Yeah. White elephant Christmas is what it was. And so we had to surprise the other person by shipping them a game. You know I'm saying? Off that list. And so I created a Facebook group called the South Carolina, cause that's where I'm from game exchange. And it was supposed to be for local sellers and traders and stuff like that. But essentially, I wanted to create a place that I could continue. I could throw things out there. Hey, I have this for sale or for trade. What do you have? If you see it and you're interested in it, meet up with me. Let's go. And I just recently created the group. And so I threw out there, hey, here's a list of five games I'm looking for for a challenge on my podcast. Does anybody have them? Immediately, this dude was like, dude, I've got that Power Rangers game. Awesome. And dude, and so so he and I started talking. Come to find out, we run the same circles of friends. We just never met each other. So I was like, "Well, hey," I was like, "How much do you want for it?" He goes, "How about fifteen bucks?" I was like, "Dude, the the goal was twenty. I was like, fifteen. That's a win." I was like, "I'll definitely take it." And the idea was the whoever spent the least amount of money for the game that was the most valuable out of the two would be the winner of the challenge. But the idea was just let's buy a gift for each other, surprise each other with it and tell the story. So I go and I pick this thing up and I'm meeting this guy and he's freaking awesome. Now, every time I see him and I, and I run into him, you know, on Facebook, he's over talking. I was like, this dude's awesome. I like I've made a friend off of a transaction to buy a game for this dude over here. And it was so cool. Come to find out. So the local game store that I, go to all the time they were telling me they said yeah this guy went to um it's like a game selling convention here in the south i can't remember something south, like, southeast game exchange yeah southeast game exchange i've heard that before yeah so so he went to this same dude went to that convention and picked up um like the pikachu nintendo 64 complete in box like a thousand dollars right and within two years, it was like going for 10 grand, something crazy. And he has like this pristine version of it, but his, he's got a whole room of complete Nintendo 64 variants, right? Like he's just got all this crazy stuff. So I'm at this local game store and we're just talking about the Nintendo 64 stuff. Cause I had just picked up a bunch of games and they're like, yeah, you got to meet Terry. He's got the blah, blah, blah. And they told me this whole story about him. Kind of find out it's the same dude that sells me the copy of, um, of power Rangers. So we're, we're talking and I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with such and such. He goes, yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And a something triggered. I said, wait a minute. Did you buy the Pokemon, the Pikachu Nintendo 64? He goes, yeah, dude. And like, as soon as I bought it, the, the value went up. It was like worth $10,000. I was like, no way. So it was really cool. Just the the small world that was all the dots were connected off of a transaction for a video game. So, you know, 
It's just stuff like that, man. I just think it's freaking they the stories behind the games are as exciting as playing the games themselves. The community is a it is a small world. Yep. And I'll just add a negative point to that. Like because it is such a small community, I've been around for a long time. When someone does something bad, that gets around too. Yeah. <laughs> people will disappear come back on facebook with new names and, but, but if you mess around in this community like you're always going to get found out things like that there's because like a lot of it's built on trust if you're trading you know you're sending someone a game they're sending you a game anything can happen i've been yep. burnt on things in the past and it, it's the worst but i, I would say 99 percent of the people in this community are awesome Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Well, I want to end it with that one. I want to end on a high note. And I want to give another shout out. This is the third time. This mother freaker right here, he he owes me some sponsorship money or something. Uh, Jared, you know, I was talking about him earlier about Danganronpa. And I was talking about him about, about um, uh, you know, New Ghoul for school, you know, that uh, Monster High. He and I traded um, some Vita games back and forth through the mail. And that was the first time I'd ever done that with anybody. Yeah. And so he's always been a good you know, listener. He, we communicate almost daily, he and I. And we've been talking for years. And um this is this is several years ago. But he was collecting the collections on the PlayStation Vita and he needed God of War. Well, I didn't have Call of Duty. I think that's how this transaction worked out. I think it was God of War for Call of Duty. At the time they were going for about the same. I know God of War is worth way more than Call of Duty now. At the time that was it was a pretty equal trade. And I was like, well, hey, why don't you uh we'll, I was like, we'll swap back and forth. Sure enough, he mails me a copy of Call of Duty, but inside the the case, he draws a stick figure with boobies on it. <laughs> and it was like, ha ha, made you look at boobies or some junk like that. I don't know, but it was like a little, cause I always made fun of him for playing the pervy uh, games on public transit. And so he draws a, a stick figure with boobs on it and sends it to me inside the case of a call of duty Vita game. So, um, but yeah, so I can't say I've been burnt. I, I gotta say, I got, I'm, I'm, I, I've traded up on that one. <laughs> I, mean, I had a very similar experience. Um, I've had I sold a game to a friend years ago, and um, completely forgot about it. We've maintained really good friendship to the point where I actually went and visited him, filmed in his game room, and then when I'm going around the game room, I, I wrote a note in that game I sold to him. Hey man, thanks for the purchase. I used to say "Let's go, baby" on Twitch when I streamed, mm-hmm. and he had that hung up on his PS3 collection, like right in the center of it. Oh, dude, that's awesome! It's <laughs> uh, just a real moment to see it. You know, something that you think, oh, I just throw this in the bin as soon as I get it. <laughs> I've got something like that too. One of the guys that I uh, that, that I'm really good friends with on Twitch and stuff. He actually is a it, he he's a full time magician as well. Yep. So he calls himself Twitch's magician. Well, he got custom Twitch cards made um, to send out to people that buy his merch, and he actually wrote a personalized note on it for me. So it's it's hanging up on my uh, it's like my 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 goals board that I look at my dry erase board so it just stays there so every time I look over at my goals board that message is there. Oh, I love that. That's awesome, and it's such an, a simple thing to do for someone too. Is, yeah, exactly. And it means so much to someone. Like I'm doing social media. Anytime anyone asks me for a simple act like that, I'll always do it. I had a lady um, from Ukraine. She sent me a message last year, and she said, "Hey, my um my husband's a huge fan. He watches all your videos." And it's his birthday coming up. So I sent her a voice message saying, like, happy birthday, said his name and everything. 
and I forgot about it. And I got a message like a month later, paragraphs or like a full paragraph, how ecstatic he was to see that on his birthday. And, you know, That's like awesome. it makes you warm on the inside. That's Exactly. Yeah, you know, it doesn't cost you any money to do anything like this. It's just that yeah. simple kindness. That's awesome. I was looking through. I've got multiple copies of that Call of Duty. <laughs> I was looking through to see if I had the booby picture. I was like, wait a minute. Did I trade him Call of Duty for God of War or vice versa? But either way, I, I opened the cases. I don't have the boobs anymore. It'd so. be somewhere. <laughs> you wouldn't have thrown it out. It'd be like one of my kids has probably got it. It was like the first <laughs> pair of boobs they saw. Like, from a, <laughs> it's like, oh, I stole dad's porno from his Call of Duty collection. <laughs> his stick finger, his stick finger boobies. It's going to pop up on spider packs his mattress one day uh my wife's gonna be like i found your porno <laughs> it's like jared's art from 2018 <laughs> uh awesome guys well man figsy you've been a great guest thank you so much for coming on here zach always a pleasure glad we were able to do a show together oh yeah i know now the past several weeks have been really tough schedule wise for the loot bros crew so this was a very refreshing podcast and on a personal note i needed to laugh and i needed the good conversation tonight it's been a rough week yep yeah it's been uh it's been uh, it's been crazy i mean you guys have seen and i've talked about it on the show but um we've had a pipe bus in the house flooded three floors we've got flooring pulled up we've got holes in the ceiling we got all this crazy stuff next door to me uh work is crazy I'm just, uh, it's been, it's been nasty. So I definitely enjoyed getting together, talking shop, talking games. Figsy, where can everybody find you? Uh, so Figsy Games, I'm absolutely everywhere. Figsy Games on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, eBay, um, Facebook. Just type in Figsy Games and it comes up. Um, yeah, big thanks for having me on, Zach and Daryl. It's been a blast coming on the show, guys. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Oh, we'll yeah, have heck to yeah. We'll have to do this again. Go, gaming, ghost stories, or some sort of some sort of collaborative podcast where we get to get your crew together. I like that we'll, idea. Go around the yeah. circle and just tell yeah, stories yeah. of pickups. Yeah. What was that? Um, what was that game? What was that show on Nickelodeon, Zach? Um, you have to be more are, specific. Are you that. afraid of the dark? Okay. Yep. Yeah, they get together and it was like, all right, it's my turn. Tonight's story is about a whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's gonna be something like like Are You Afraid of the Dark? But for for game hunters, because that's just fun. That's just fun. Zach, what you're cooking up, man? I know you've been streaming, you've been working on some reaction uh, videos. Yep. So we're uh we're cooking up some 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 good stuff. Uh I have been doing metal music reaction videos uh every friday those are going to release uh i'm going to start doing like game trailer reaction videos whether that is a game trailer that i have never seen before for a game i've never played that you just have a special place in your heart for um streaming every friday as well every friday evening i'm going to try to stretch it out two days a week but we'll see consistently one day a week you see, you know, sure as, soon as, you say, as soon as you say you're going to do it, work is going to be like, oh, Zach, we need you. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Well, I'm, I'm on call next week on the 16th, so I'm pretty sure that's a Thursday. So, yeah, podcast. Yeah, of course. Of Every course. freaking time, dude. Yeah. Um, but, yep, yeah, you can find me pretty much any anywhere. I'm the bearded nerd everywhere. You want to play games with me, hang out, just shoot me a message. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. And I am Resident Daryl on YouTube. You can find my latest pickup videos. I'm pretty excited about the one that I'm working on now. Debating right now, as of editing, 
I I don't know if I should do it in two parts or three parts because there's just so much that I went through in the, in the video. But uh, as whenever you hear this podcast, this video will be live. Uh, check it out on YouTube, and of course, you have the Loot Bros podcast on uh, Discord and the Loot Bros podcast on Facebook. We do have an Instagram, and every now and again, I'll post on there my pickups for the week. But we don't get a ton of traction on Instagram, and I personally. It's not my place to play. You know it's I'm it's I, it's a it's a different algorithm. You gotta it's, pay for it these days. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. It's like you're hearing. So. Not 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 a joke. That's that's yeah. true. So yeah, so definitely appreciate all you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being on here tonight, and we're out. Have a good night, everyone. All right, everybody. We're coming in here with the update from Gaz for the trophy rarity event that we've been running all year long. Thank you, Gaz, so much for putting this together each and every weekend. I know it takes a ton of time from you. Guys, this particular episode is going to, well, you've already gotten it a little bit later than normal. I had to wait until I could patch this in. No fault to Gaz. Uh, Just my schedule was a little wonky this weekend. So thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us some feedback. Leave us a comment. Go to the Discord. Go to the Facebook group. Go to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment saying, hey, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I had a great time with Fig he is awesome really dig his show as well uh that is the playstation collectors podcast uh and i enjoy his content on youtube so go check out figsy games all right guys here's the rarity event and we're out of here welcome to another rarity update you could almost call this one a bonus episode um i would have i was was struggling to fit this one in um because i was supposed to be away for the weekend unfortunately the British weather has meant that we've seen uh, quite a sizable amount of snow in the northern northern part of the country, which is where I was heading to, meaning my event, sporting event that I was supposed to be doing was uh, postponed until until June, which means that um, you get a rarity update. Uh, meant I, get to, I got to spend my Saturday evening updating it um, and then my Sunday morning doing the audio. So, uh, yeah, we'll get straight into it, though um not much change at the bottom so the bottom three um remember the written update is on the uh trophy loot and facebook group for anybody that wants to uh to see that and the update to the uh league table the link is in there as well but uh yeah back to it so the, as i said the bottom three um very little change in in that um bearded nerds still props everybody up on minus one haven't scored a point this week hasn't scored a point this year um has actually lost a point this year so minus one for for zach um kalai is second bottom no change from her either this week she's on six points um didn't obviously put put the playstation on this week but um presumably playing sort of steam deck or or pc or or even uh even xbox um because apparently some people play that as well um Darth Knight is the is the uh, next one in the table. He hasn't moved either. He's in twenty third place on fifteen points. Um, hasn't uh, hasn't scored a trophy this week. So that's uh, the bottom three out of the way. So minus one, six, and fifteen points. And then we come into people who have scored trophies. So in twenty second place is Tross. Um, he seems to be going a trophy a week at the moment on the um, Hogwarts Legacy. So he has got another one, uh, two points this week, taking him to 35. Um, and he earned uh, a sallow grave in Hogwarts Legacy as his rarest trophy. Um, 
above um, Tross is uh, a faller. Departed 570 has dropped one place. Um, he did score 12 points this week. Um, 89 points in total and his rarest trophy was in Hogwarts Legacy as well, Collector's Edition, and that actually is also his rarest trophy uh, of the contest so far. The biggest drop of the week so far saw Homer drop from 17th down to 20th place. Um, he he has recently acquired a PlayStation 5. Um, hasn't made him play playstation anymore by the looks of it but um he's scored four points and is on 91 so two points ahead of departed uh and he is playing through wild hearts at the moment which obviously is a a new released game um recently um there was another faller so three fallers on the trot which means obviously we had a couple of movers that moving but uh riley the brain 76 also dropped he dropped from only one place from 18th to 19th and he was also uh, has been playing Hogwarts Legacy um, with his rarest trophy, flew around the world at 30, 30.44%, which means obviously three, it's really tight actually between 21st and up to 17th. So there's only actually uh, nine points between all of those places. So um, really tight down at that. Uh, sort of towards the bottom but uh moving up obviously from 21st up to 18th is uh i'm styling on your bro um he relied pretty much solely on his legacy trophies up to this point but uh the rarity contest has uh piqued his interest in the playstation ecosystem once again uh he earned 38 points this week but uh no change to the actual type of games he's playing he's uh he's back on train sim world too um and that was an ultra rare trophy at 4.51%, which obviously also comes in at his rarest of the competition, since it's his first week of earning them. So he's on 97 points and just a point behind Tricky Mick. So Tricky Mick is on 98 points with 14 this week scored. Uh, he's obviously found some time to uh, do some of the online stuff in uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, obviously the, with the um, the guys from... Well, I suppose a combination from Trophy Horse and Luke Bros who have been doing a bit of the online stuff uh, on the Assassin's Creed games. So he's got 12.8% rarity for uh, Sacred Land. Uh, and again, no surprise given sort of the calibre of trophies Tricky has earned. That is his rarest trophy of the competition so far. So only two points off the 100-point off the 100, 100 barrier as well. Um, there's a little gap of 18 points up to the next place who is... Uh, Jared Stink Palm, um, a fairly decent week for, for Jared. To be fair, he, he broke the hundred point barrier. Um, it moves on to hundred sixteen. Of Blood Pact, the quarry at fifteen point eight four percent. And looking at his trophies, he's on. He's not far away from the platinum on that. I think he's on ninety seven percent of the trophies last time I looked. So um, good luck with getting that that platinum. Would be well earned. So um, those twenty one points is actually as well. Um, has brought him closer to uh, Sadak, who um, is consistently scoring points on trophies. Not not a great deal. It tends to be around sort of the eight to fourteen mark that he does score. Um, it's eight this week, taking him to one hundred and twenty six points. So he's uh, ten points ahead of um, Jared. Um, and again, another person who had their uh, rarest trophy 
of the competition he got it for in Atari Flashbacks Classics Volume 2 at 10.34%. Then we have a little jump up to uh, to MZ. MZ also had a, a pretty solid week by his standards recently. He scored 30 points this week. That took him past the 200-point mark. Um, he'd obviously done another bit more boost in looking at the um, a couple of the trophies that were earned and, and similar, and people earned the same trophies. So um, he his rarest was Have You Tried Turning It Off and On Again in Zombie Army Trilogy, uh, Zombie Army 4, 6.42%, and again, another one who's scored their rarest of the uh, contest. So that 30 points for his week has meant that he is now within three points of JT, who only managed to score four points this week. Um, he is playing a mix of games from the PlayStation, from Steam, uh, and from Game Pass. So I'm not expecting JT's scores to be massive until he really sort of um, starts, uh, until he well, until he gets onto a game that, that has rarer trophies PlayStation. But... He's also done um, his rarest trophy of the week was also Sacred Land, same as Tricky's in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So presumably they were working on that together uh, with some of the other guys. But his four points takes him to 213. Um, next up is Resident Daryl. Um, Daryl had 20 points, so keeping him above um, MZ still, keeping him above JT. He's on 235. And his rarest trophy of the week was Bloodbath in House of the Dead Remake at 37.73%. So the 21 points um, twenty-one points were scored by Joe. He's in 11th, stays in 11th place. Um, he's still ahead of, of Daryl, and there's, there's a sort of nice, nice gap there of about 53 points between them. Um, he has also been playing the Quarry. Um, and his rarest trophy of the week was Nick of Time in the quarry. So uh, he's on 288, so about 50-odd points ahead of Daryl. Um, the 21 points that he had scored meant he has pulled six back on Diego, who scored 15. Diego did manage to get past the 300-point mark, uh, and he earned a... Um, a platinum, a platinum that is getting more common. I think when we first had people scoring, earning the platinum in this trophy, it was a, it was a rare. I think it was around twelve percent. So, but uh, Diego has earned a concordance officer in Dead Space Remake. That's now holds a rarity value of twenty point five zero percent. So that's taken it into the uh, uncommon um, space. So, excuse the pun. Um, so he's on three hundred and two points. Um, Dropping down a place in so he's in ninth place is CJ Affectatious Donk. He is a good seventy or seventy eight points ahead of um, ahead of Diego. He had twenty seven points this week. His uh, rarest trophy was twenty one twenty one point two five percent beyond the stars. Unfortunately, I've obviously written the trophy name down, but not the game that he scored that in. Unfortunately, so apologies for that, but. Um, it is at 21.25% with his rarest of the week. Um, that 27 points has brought him a little bit closer to Dupes, who scored 14. So CJ pulled back 13 points on him. Um, and now there's only a three-point gap between them. So CJ 380, Dupes 383. Uh, <clears throat> Dupes is playing Octopath Traveller. I did notice that he is still suffering a little bit from the uh, trophy decay of, of playing newer games which is similar to to jt in that respect so they 
both actually dropped to play. So CJ obviously from eighth to ninth, and and Dupes from seventh to eighth. And the beneficiary of those drops was Yield, who who jumped up two. He had another fifty point week. I think he was fifty three last week. Another fifty points. So he's starting to sort of pick up speed. Um, he got the same trophy as nitro is his rarest which is have you tried to turn it on and off again in zombie army force so presumably again they were doing that together uh so 6.42 percent he is 390 points so again it is close between those three between ninth and seventh with only 10 points difference between the three of them um that though 50 points is they are sort of those three are sort of reeling uh corian so corey Remains in sixth place. He had 20 points this week, uh, which seems to be a, a fairly par for the course score for Corey at the moment. Um, I know he's had a couple of super weeks as well. Um, the last couple have been around that figure. So he's on 425 points. So it's 35 ahead of um, yield. And it looks like he's going through outriders at the moment. His rarest one was one for the books in that game. So um, good luck on that. It's a game that I do want to get to. Um, just I've I've started quite a lot at the moment recently, so uh, that one will have to go on the back burner for the time being. Um, fifth place it remains as Alex. Um, he had thirty points this week. He is a good. Uh, I think I wrote it down in the on the written update that Alex finds himself all alone at the moment in fifth place. Uh, he is hundred and. 50 odd points either side of him um away from his nearest challengers either up or down so but he had 30 points as i said uh, and his rarest trophy was dapper kappa in the bug snacks dlc so he's obviously got the platinum in that and obviously also done the dlc for that game as well which uh was actually my first uh ps5 platinum i believe so uh yeah not a bad game to be fair um we've got a move in the top three so fourth was marky fraser last week he has jumped up which as a result means that rick has dropped for the uh, second time in consecutive weeks i believe or certainly two out of the last three weeks he's in fourth place on 722 points he still had a decent score this week at 44 um, and he did get a, an ultra rare trophy which was the the second rarest trophy of the week so he got that in stranded deep I hear industrial is in fashion. Um, looking at his trophy list, it, it does seem that he is working towards the platinum on that, and that does have some um, ultra-rare trophies still outstanding as well. So I'd expect some still some decent scores to come in from Rick, and he'll be looking to catch Marky Fraser, who was the highest point scorer of the week. He had 98 points and is on 737. So there's only a 15-point gap between the two of them. But he also earned an ultra-rare trophy as his rarest of the week at 3.47%. That was the third rarest. Um, so a nice little battle uh, between those two. Uh, and I will soon get dragged into it um, because, as I said, my my foot golf season starts. should have started this weekend, which means that's going to take up a lot of my weekends, which is the main time that I find for, for gaming. Um, but I was quite fortunate this week, I think. Um, it wasn't until towards the, the back end of the week, Thursday, Friday, that I'd earned a couple of um, ultra rares. I might, I'd increased my ultra rare by two um, for a couple of dangerous golf trophies. So I managed to sort of somehow scramble to 57 points this week um, 
taking me to 809 but obviously mark fraser is is reeling me in as all as well uh seeing as he's he's outscored me almost by double on both both for the last two weeks i did have the rarest trophy of the um competition of the week sorry um in dangerous golf which um i am trying to play through it does seem as though one of the trophies is is glitched but there is a workaround but it's a bit of a bit of a pain in the ass workaround um so i will i'm I'm trying to do that at the moment which is playing on an old account and then logging into my main account when i'm on the uh, level that i need to be on so uh it can be done because i know people have got the platinum um so I'm on second in second place, eight hundred and nine points, fifty-seven this week. Um, so I'm quite quite happy with my performance so far. And sitting on top of the pile, no surprise really. Um, George Meese goats a lot. Uh, scored in, you know again the second highest of the week, seventy-four points, taken into one thousand one hundred and fifty-four. So it's a it's about a three hundred and forty-five, three hundred and fifty point lead over me. Um, and that seems to be increasing. So he's uh, he's flying at the moment. Um, it's going to be. I know we're only in in March, but uh, that is some superb scoring, and that's going to be pretty pretty hard to catch. But uh, there are games out there. We can all do it. We can all sort of look at our, look at the games we've got. We've got from plus. Look at the games on extra. Are there ultra rare trophies? Awesome. Our main main thing is: Do you actually want to play those games? So, but there are. He is catchable. Um, although he has got a really healthy lead at the moment, but he's had a bit of goat simulator, and uh, he had a rare trophy in that at ten point nine nine percent. Um, so that is uh, yeah, impressive stuff from from George there. So that's your league table update. Um, as we go into the rarest trophies, there was no change to the the actual rarest trophies of twenty twenty three. However, you will see a change on the on the spreadsheet only because I missed it off last week. So, and that is the rarest trophy overall now. So first, if I start on the rarest trophies of the week, which is fifth place, well, joint fourth and fifth is uh, with Nitro and Yield. So it's good to see Nitro on there, I think for the first time of the the year. Um, But the Zombie Army 4, 6.42% for the Have You Tried It, Turn It Off and On Again. Marky Fraser, Contributing to his highest point score of the week was Around the World in Injustice, which was knock all opponents through all tra- transitions across all levels. So uh, that sounds like quite a grindy trophy. So well done on getting that one. Uh, Redbeard Rick at number two for the week with his Stranded Deep trophy at 3.28%. And that was for crafting 10 pieces of furniture using corrugate, corrugated scrap. And I had the rarest at 2.76%. In too many secrets was for traveling through 100 warps. None of those trophies for the week, though, was uh, good enough to get into the overall. Um, we are now, if you want to get yourself into the top five rarest trophies of 2023, you need to be having no higher value than 1.89%, which is occupied by Diego in fifth place. And that was for the platinum in Tetris Effect. Yield, which who was a. Uh, his, his, his Deep Rock Galactic trophy was number one for a long time, but he's actually found himself dropping down to number four for the pro team. But that's at 1.15%. Myself at uh, 1.14% in, in third place for You Got Cornered. Um, and that was for scoring a goal from a corner in kickoff revival. Rick is at number two 
uh, for Capcom Arcade Stadium, Hardcore Gamer, uh, and that's for playing any game a total of a thousand times. But number one is, as I said already, um, with Mark Fraser in Horder in Injustice God, Gods Among Men, uh, that's really impressive, 0.48%. So that is going to take some beating. Um, and that was for unlocking everything in the archives in that game. So, yeah, well done to Mark Fraser. A really good week for him. Obviously, big, biggest point score this week, rarest trophy of the week. Uh, sorry, in the rarest trophies of the week, with third. And then obviously ha- also holds the title of rarest trophy overall. So well done to Mark. Not too many Platinums this week as well. Um, but only only five in total. So as we start, I had the most common Platinum out of everybody, um, 40.09% for a game called Geometric Sniper, which for a fairly chilled game, I would recommend picking up. It's, it's dirt cheap. Um, usually inside. There's actually a sequel, I believe, as well. So it, um, it's, it's worth looking if you just want a fairly sort of nice, uh, chilled game that scores you points. Um, the... Next rarest was Alex with his Bug Snacks Platinum, uh, 38.24%. So well done to Alex on that one. Interesting to see what Alex will be going for next. Now he's completed the DLC on that. Uh, as we've also meant, um, one that we haven't mentioned is Yield. He, he Yield also got the Platinum this week. Uh, he got that in Jack 3. Um, so well done to Yield on, on getting that. Although I'd imagine that was probably as a result of debug venue perhaps, but uh, seeing as those Jack and Daxter trilogy d- does have that ability. Uh, Diego was had the uh, second rarest at uh, 20.50%, as already mentioned, for Dead Space Remake. And the rarest trophy of the... Uh, sorry, the ra- rarest platinum of the week goes to Mark Duplex, Dupes25. Uh, he finally got the Hogwarts Legacy Platinum. So congratulations to that. I know that sounds like a big grind. I know that you'd had issues with uh, a glitched collectible as well uh 603 collectibles in total required so um yeah massive congratulations to earning that one that sounds like a a long haul um but well done and you can put that one to bed now so uh so yeah so um as i for you for those of you that had seen the trophy looting group i did put the list of games up that you will have until end of may to complete i did sort of state that doesn't have to be on playstation you can play them elsewhere as long as i see a screen as long as you hadn't earned a trophy by i think it was the 4th of march or 5th of march um and you showed me a completion you know and it has to be 100 percent not just completing the game of those particular games you can see find them on the um trophy looting group if you don't have access to that i will post them in the discord because i don't have them to hand on me at the moment um so i'll put that in due course so end of may it's only a small prize, but it's, it, it's neither here nor there, but it's just uh, just a little something. It's obviously a $10 or £10, 10 euro, wherever uh, region you're in, uh, PSN credit. Um, but um, yeah, it's just something a little bit extra to, to keep you going. So uh, that's me over and out. Uh, and uh, yeah, and stay tuned for another update uh, next week. Cheers, bye-bye. Run. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I 
the message heard You can try to run away but you can never hide There ain't a wrong that you will make that can't be changed right Sick or swear about or run, this is your choice I use this music as a weapon, this is my voice What the hope did I hope to change, this is what I do It breaks my heart when I see what this world has come to Gone through so many things yet I'm still here Face the battle head on, showing no fear My clarity, I serve a God that brings hope And loves you and sees all of these things you go through On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run First two, just listen to what I'm bringing you But the step on some toes with what I'm letting loose I'm telling you life is hard, you feel like falling apart And all you see is the scars and these things pass You may be close to the edge, just standing out on the ledge Ready to jump, stop, listen, please step back Only the cowards will run when things get tough Only the cowards will run when things get rough Hearts break, tears fall, God stays the same He's the only one that can take away the pain Him saying that he can love us even through a flaw We don't deserve a single thing, but he gave it all On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run Yeah, you can try and run away You can try and run away But only cowards run away Only cowards run away You can try and run away, but only cowards run away On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run On the front line, I can see the enemy I feel the battle of angels raging inside of me We will one day answer for the things we've done But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run but you can't try and run away You can't try and run away Holy cow